What is good? What is popping? What is happening, everybody? My name is C. My name is No Short. And my name is Dan. And welcome to episode 57 of Bad Habits of Podcast. We in the building this evening. You know, we hadn't had guests in a hot minute. Last week, we came through with a guest. This week, we got the motherfucking guest. Everybody give it up for Maya Clarity in the building. I should have brought a soundboard. Hey, don't worry. <laughs> good family. Good to how see you, my man. What up, what up, what up, what up? Mate, everything is blessed. How, how are you, man? Great to see your face as always. Man, it's great to be seen. It's great to see y'all. It's good to interact. I've been right? getting the, uh, the hermit status. Like I'm, I'm putting my ten thousand hours of like being a hermit in. So like I'm learning how to <laughs> garden, and like how to yell at clouds and shit. Ooh, Just, you know, getting good general at it. It's like Abe Simpson. Abe Simpson, like general kind of like harumphness, harumph qualities. You know, I like that. I respect it. It yeah. feels like I'm gonna need it. It's a, it's a good skill to have. I guess so. I mean, everyone else was making bread. They were making a lot of bread. I ain't feeling ain't nobody making bread now. No, eh? They're never going to use that skill set ever again. We went from, like, everybody being like, ooh, this is fun, let's make bread, to housing crisis. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, uh, Craig is in the building, because we're live as well. We got man's uh, commenting. Craig was good, was good, was good, bro. Always, yeah, he's a champion. Um. So, for people who don't know, we've talked about Maya a bunch on the podcast before. We've been friends since 2013, I believe. We've gone on tour together. When I say we, no, so the, the three of us have gone on tour together. Yeah. We've worked it's together extensively. So, you know, we, we all been out here a lot. So, uh, it's a little overdue to have you on. I don't even know why we had it. I think we were kind of thought Relentless, the album that we made together would be out sooner. But, uh, you know, we're almost there. But... More exciting. I get it. I'm only a little offended. You know. I need a little bit. What's? Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Modern. Even even more importantly, you have a brand new project that just dropped on Friday. But before we talk about that, let's uh, let's get let's let people know who you are. You know, like give them like the rundown of no. like the music. You have to go all the way. Well, when I was a child, you have to do, like that shit. But just like let people know where you know where you're from, where you're at, what you've been doing. Yeah, give like us audience dating. Like, do I fuck with this guy? I don't know. He wears turtlenecks and shit. So yeah. probably not. Um, Steve Jobs of rap, I'll tell you. <laughs> hell no. Nah, that's not even Steve Jobs' asshole. Um, who am I? Man, I'm Meyer Clarity. I, uh, man, I rap, I sing, I make beats. Um, I pretty much am focusing on like trying to cover all the angles of like mental health and trauma recovery in my raps because i think that's like you know uh where my value would lie as an mc and just you know sort of like writing what i know about uh and then while i'm doing that i'm recording motherfuckers left right and center and producing for talented people such as yourselves um so yeah that's that's me you know that's what i do originally from montreal living out in toronto now and uh Shit, what else? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, I respect it. It was a very broad question. It was a, it was a broad question, so you know you have to get that deep. All right, so we met here in Montreal. 
I remember um, people, I might as well say this, I told you this before, but when I moved to Montreal in 2012, summer 2012, so I've been here almost nine years, which is actually pretty fucking bonkers when you think about it for me. Um, wow. Oh, your name kept coming up around. So I was meeting people. I ran hip-hop karaoke here, part of the team that, that ran that. So I was out here in these streets. And, I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I was pretty tapped in at the time with a lot of the local the scene. You know, rappers, singers, DJs, producers, venue owners, promoters, all of that bullshit. Because it had to be. Mm-hmm. And your name kept coming up. Mad people. I think I heard it like three or four times. I was like, who the fuck is this guy with you? And I remember meeting you specifically at the front of that. What was that venue on Saint Hubert? Like C, it started with C, but it had letters. CFC. Yeah, CFC, the cave place. I don't know if you ever took you there. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you I, go there? I yeah. misremember that because, like, I thought I had initially met you at Hip Hop Karaoke, and I was like, I saw that you were rocking a set, and then you had the cunt hat on, and I was like, <laughs> what's that? I still rock that. I didn't wear it tonight, but I still it's for the podcast. You know, I gotta gotta wrap it. The cunt hat was pretty rough. So we met back then, and you were like this wild. So to explain to people really what you're about, like you were this wild kid who rapped back then was a whole different. Sorry, yeah, I I, I cut you off. You want me to? Yeah, I had like a green mohawk back then. I think I was like the squeegee rapper. Um, you know, <laughs> I was coming from like the crust punk scene and like all my friends were like punks and I was just like the, the rap dude in the punk circle. So I was like getting all the influences from it and I was really trying to like cross the two worlds together. Um, and I was, you know, probably not doing an amazing job at it because I was just like the dude at the rap shows with the green mohawk being like in your face and who didn't smoke weed and know how to chill the fuck out. <laughs> um, so like, you know, yeah, I yeah, think we were both kind of doing our, doing our shit. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were very opposite spectrums, but like I respected one, your, like your lyrical ability. You were obviously very influenced by Eminem and stuff. And you had like, for a dude who was like, I don't know, we talked about this the other day, but I guess you probably would have been 20. 21, something like that, maybe, when we met. Around that, yeah. Around I think I, I was probably, like, 21, 22. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. like, mad young and, but like, mature for your time. Well, I don't know if mature is the right word because you were pretty wild and funny. But, like, you I were, I think like, I was, like, dope for my age or some there shit. There you go. You were, you were better than most of the people my age type of thing. So I was like, okay, so I respected that. And your, your state, your live show was, like, like, I learned the hard way. I, ne- I hate going after you. Like when me and Nosh used to perform at the home after you, like even when you you rocked on our sort of solo tour and we shouldn't have gone on, that you should have gone on after us because it's just like you had this energy to your set. So you were doing shit back in the day, wasn't my thing, but I I see the value of it. Like you were like you know getting the beer bottles, like ah, you fucking throwing beer on concert, running the first couple of rows, just getting all like splashed up and shit. Man, you can't do shit like that anymore. No, I <laughs> like, don't know. I, I'm happy that you can't because it's the, not my thing. But then I'll be posted up in the back. Anyway. But I just I respected like, the the stat the stageman. What's it called? Stagemanship. That's not even the word. Oh, uh, the uh, showmanship. Thank you. Showmanship. There you go. Yes, um, I appreciate. I just I, that's just what I'm trying to give people a bit paint a picture of sort of who you were and maybe you could speak to even more where you are now. But like you were this yeah pretty wild dude who like pretty aggressive. Yeah, I mean. 
performing and the music <laughs> was pretty aggressive for the most part. But you also had these like pop sensibilities and you could understand, like you had a knack for melody, hence the singing and because you're a product- yeah. producer and you can play the keys and shit. So maybe just speak to a bit of that a bit more and how that all plays a part in the music and shit. Man, you're doing like such a better job of talking about me than I do at all. <laughs> <laughs> like you can take up that gig over. Um, you'd be <laughs> gotcha, my Done. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, like in terms of just having all those rough edges and stuff, like I was trying to be a little bit of everything to everyone in the sense of like I did have these pop sensibilities and I was trying to like get that market. But then simultaneously, like, you know, the image I got is like, crust punk like squeegee kid so you know that is like as far removed from pop as you can get so like to have both those things in the same breath is like you know what's this kid trying to do but i mean at the time i was just trying to do like everything and throw everything at the wall like i'm trying to be the best at the best at the best of all of that like i'm trying to have the best raps the best hooks the best beats and uh you know i would just end up doing these like shenanigans live where it's like you know i would steal people's beers uh there was this one time where like i was doing a competition i think and i sold this dude's daniel bottle and he came on stage and punched me in the mouth uh and i just had to keep rapping because i didn't want to lose the competition so like i'm in the middle of like this intricate verse and it's like double time shit and this guy just comes up and sucker punches me as hard as possible right in the jaw and i I was just in the state of shock that I don't even realize what happened. So I just keep rapping and then the bouncers rush him. Oh and then I God. just like, all right, well, let me milk this a little bit. And I follow them outside <laughs> to record this mic. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, wild shit like that or like stealing people's hats, which like, you know, post COVID, I don't think I'm even gonna be able to like sweat on the audience without people mm-hmm. looking at me like, yo, what the fuck? Um, yeah, it's gonna be so yes, we're going to have to see what that is. <laughs> Hey man, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be near that. I don't want to be in proximity to humans like that again. Maybe eventually, but in the short term, I don't know. It just feels gross. I don't. I don't even like smelling my own breath anymore. Like, right? you know, I'm just like, oh, it's full of COVID and bacteria. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Yoshi was pretty wild and stuff. But your music was always like you could tell it was always really thoughtful, and I you could tell early on that you were trying to appeal to everyone because you, your stuff was kind of meandering across genres and, and different blurring lines like you said between punk and pop and, and, and straight up hardcore hip-hop and stuff um so as far as like i, I, tell, I was about to say tell us about your influences but i hate that question um right. influences would be uh perhaps blue ribbon academy <laughs> uh, uh, copious <laughs> amounts of jazz cabbage um, <laughs> Trauma, domestic violence, uh, capitalism, um, police, lies, mm-hmm. philosophy, Toronto uh, inhabitants, shit, asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fucked. I'm pretty yeah, sure asbestos makes it into five percent of all my records. Somehow, at least some way, shape, just because it's on the TTC, so it just leaks into it. Oh, is it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Leave this So, okay. So then like, if we talk about the production side of it, because obviously a lot of, so we all get into <laughs> music and you want to rap, it's all, that's the obvious thing that a lot of us do, but like, you can actually like play the keys and stuff as, you know, people, they listen to your stuff and they hear it or they can tell that, you know, it's all played, that you played all this shit. Obviously you can sample and you've done, you know, produce 
my, my probably one of my favorite songs was Notion Ever Did with Hurt that we all did together in 2017, which was an incredible sample. Um, but yeah, like how did, what, when did the piano stuff come in in the production? Like how did that sort of enter the world of like the, the music shit for you? Um, I think just like I was, hmm. Why did I approach the piano? I guess like I was that kind of kid who was like a purist in that sense. So I was like, I want to be good at everything. So like, if I'm going to be making my own beats, I want to be like playing stuff and I can't rely on samples. And then I was just thinking like a couple steps ahead in terms of like, you know, I don't want to get sued. I want to be able to like retain all my money. I want to be as like neatly packaged for a record label as possible. So like, I want to learn how to record myself, make my own beats, you know, and I just started like learning all of that just basically from age 12 to like now kind of thing. Uh, and so the keys was part of that in the sense that, uh, I really wanted to like, just figure out as much about jazz as possible. So I had this, um, old piano teacher, Ernie Nelson, who, uh, taught me for a little while. And, uh, unfortunately he passed away and, um, I ended up learning from one of his students, uh, afterwards for like a couple of years. And, uh, I was in my teens, so me practicing was not probably at the forefront of my mind. Uh, but it's still like, you know, just sticking to the theory and learning enough about that had enough of an impact where like when I'm composing and when I'm like, you know, lacing melodies down or at least or even simple shit, like just trying to figure out the key to a song. If someone needs auto tune, like that shit is just ingrained and I probably take that <coughs> shit for granted sometime right. compared to like, I don't know. Like it, this shit must be fucking, I don't know, frustrating if 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 you ain't got the knowledge set. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, uh, here I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just another day at the office. Right. I mean, that's what that's what you need to be though. It needs to be, um, you know, second nature to, like, to make you more efficient and effective with it and and whatever, whatever. So it's great that you had that from from a kid when you're probably you know able to soak up stuff in a way that probably wouldn't now because once you get old and crusty you ain't gonna you gonna remember shit god damn it oh well now i'm fucked like now i'm trying to learn tiktok and it's it's game over like i can't <laughs> figure this shit out at all but like me i'm trying to like there's like a certain nuance level of like folksy funny that mm -hmm. i'm just way too jaded for on tiktok like i go in there and it, it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's like my skin starts burning. I'm like the pessimist and the I'm like the atheist in the church kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, TikTok's yeah. a whole other world, man. It's like even even Dan's 23, and even you know fuck with it. Yeah, I don't have the app. Yeah, it's an ops, bro. It's an ops. Yeah, it's ops. I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all, bro. They won't have smoke weed on camera. There you go, right? See? Can I trust motherfuckers who let me do that shit? So, um, you've done a whole bunch of uh, projects over the years. I mean, the first album was 20, 2013? Man. Um, yeah, like, I've been putting out demos essentially mm. since I was, like, 13. So, like, there's, like, four unlistenable projects that I don't tell anyone about. And okay. I say my first project came out in, like, 2011, I think. It was Nostalgic Tomorrows. Okay. Uh did you hear that one? Did we meet around that time, or, That's or what did we met. met like after? We met okay. around that time because maybe in the park was your joint that was doing pretty well. Yeah, right. yeah meet me at the park is when I figured it out that like fine line between like conscious rapper and pop sensibilities. Right. Um, that was like 
you know? <clears throat> and then like that was riding the Mac Miller wave a little bit, I think, <clears throat> yeah. probably. So that summer was just like a moment in time, man. And then that shit was dope. What's up? I said that shit was dope. That was cool. You like you nailed that one. Sorry, what did I? I cut you off. What you what were you saying? Are you good? Uh, I was just saying, damn, this shit is a decade old. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of fucked up, right? Yeah. The entirety of this interview is just going to be about how much time has passed. That's it, by the way. Just so yes. you know, I'm just well, I'd love I'm to be do father that. time with this motherfucker. Okay. You know what? That's great because we've had other episodes. We were talking about uh, the weather. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing we talked about? Um, um, what was the thing? There was one more wash thing that we were talking about. No, she remember? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think. It was weather like, and um, was it stretching. Like yeah, yeah, stretching. Like, it was stretching. It was stretching. Back, stretching. back, back problems. problems. Yeah, there you go. That's what it was. Yeah, no, she was these, with these stretching back problems. So you know what? Your father time thing is more than welcome here because we're washed as fuck and Dan's 23 and washed. So you know, I'm not washed. Okay, I'm so far from washed. You know, I bring the average age of this podcast down. Do <laughs> you know what? I, okay, the reason I said that, I just read um, Deezus and Mero's book called God God Level Knowledge Darts, which is an incredible. Um, I love <laughs> and, it. And they Who's said that, reference. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. But the you, washed isn't determined by age. It's determined by you could be twenty years old and washed. They said like it's all it's all about what you're trying to do. Like if you're trying if you're trying to go, to, pardon, habitual things. Well, more like, okay, are you trying to go to the club and thinking, yeah, bitches, I'm going to get the bottle, I'm going to be up till 6 a.m., then we're going to snort coke, we're going to do some M, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what you're trying to do? Or are you trying to just be like, yeah, I just want to watch stuff on the TV and have a couple of beers? Like, so it depends yeah. on the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was yeah. probably washed at like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. I lost interest in all of the stuff that's supposed to be cool. Interesting. So that's what, apparently, that determines washed. Yeah, but you do bring the average age of the podcast down by like 60% or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I digress. So, okay, you had that album, and then after that, what was the next one? Was that the... Um, uh, and after that, I got washed. You got washed after that then. You were washed <laughs> after that. Yeah, yeah you're in the 20s yeah. and washed. I feel you. So you had the capes. You had all, uh, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. What was the one before that? Yeah, uh, so there was Nostalgic Tomorrows, which was like the one I wrote for uh, like my parents and my buddy who passed away. And then there was BYOB, which was like the party one that's yes. like where i was just trying to capture like the essence of like what a montreal house party was like so i just strapped a fucking recording device to my chest and walked around the party recording people and just getting progressively drunker nice. um which explains you know the minute and a half long piece skit in the middle of the album which is real uh <laughs> yeah you know so that was like the the peak punk part and then uh, there was not all heroes wear capes one and two. Uh, one where I had like the green hair. Two is where I started like kind of, you know, figuring out what style I wanted, um, and messing less with like bleaches and shit in my hair, which I probably great got gray hairs now as a result of. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a trajectory. And then there's like about seventy unreleased albums in mm-hmm. between all of those albums. You know how it goes. And then the vibes. So, and then yeah. now you arrived It'll, at. Uh, I mean, you've got a bunch of projects even this year, but the this album tour support with Bernie Washington. Y'all started dropping singles. I can't remember if it was the end of last year or um, early this year. Yeah, it would have been probably uh, like September, I think. From Eye for an uh, Eye, which was like the police brutality joint. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we we dropped Eye for an Eye first, and that was around September, so that's <laughs> going to be turning a year old soon. Uh, and 
Then after that, it was my way. Uh, and then somebody fucking up. And that's when people started paying attention. Because okay. uh, I think we really like fell into some magic on that one. Yes. Yeah, and then time. that was a banger. And you know, yeah, I appreciate you. You know, you know, what's weird actually talking about like meet me at the park and somebody fucking up is both those beats I was going to pass on. Like I didn't like them. And then I was just smoking with like, I don't remember who I was smoking with in the first instance, but then obviously in the second instance I was smoking with Boney. It's like, yeah, we have to use that beat. And it turned into like the biggest song. And, you know, I was going to pass on Meet Me at the Park if I hadn't been like smoking with the homies then. And they were like, no, 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 that's the one. You know, I would have passed on it. So mm. there's this weird trend of like the one that I'm not excited about usually ends up being the biggest one. So mm. my next album is just going to be all <laughs> mediocre beats. That I just hate and you hate them probably gonna be my biggest project. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what's funny? I relate to that one hundred percent because some of the tracks that end up being the best were the ones that I just, or the even not being the best, the ones that people feel the most because I think best is too subjective. They're the ones that I didn't fuck with either. Whether even if it's like sometimes it's like the hook or anything, I just wasn't feeling it. And then someone wanted to do. I'm like, ah, fine, we'll do this song, cool, we'll fit on this, and then that, and that ends up being like the best shit. I fuck with it. So I think that's a. It's a bit of a thing. Um, Something to be said for like when you're at your most relaxed, you get the best shit, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I guess it's good to have perspective from somebody else as well to, to sort of guide you and be like, yo, no, this is fine. Because as artists, particularly as a you and no sure are more like technically completely self-sufficient, like I still need someone to make beats. I got to choose beats and shit. But y'all can just get in your own heads probably more because you're making the beats and you, you understand every fucking mm-hmm tiny snare and everything in the beat to the point where you sometimes it's even hard to approach it to that step back and listen to it you know it slaps like you know what i mean you're, you're i feel like if we want to go deep with it we could even be like the more you know how to do the less you feel like you can do i guess i don't know if you all get that feeling ever I'd like but to like know what Brad thinks on that too then like far between because you guys are the same yeah go it's it's like akin to like you know when you're on Netflix and you just can't fucking figure out what to watch and you like a full on hour of just like I don't know I mean I've seen that one before. Um, well, like, yeah, it's so like it feels like you're paralyzed by like options and shit. I noticed that like I don't know because you know I you know talking about you and then for example talking about Skeeves like as <clears> as you know the MCs that we interact with the most. Uh, it's just interesting to watch your like work ethic and work process compared to like mine, for example, where like I have access to all these tools, but I kind of need someone else's energy in the room to get my own like shit running a lot of the time, you know, mm. uh, versus like, you know, you'll talk about having your own setup in a way where it's like, oh, if I had, you know, X, Y and Z, I would be doing X, Y and Z. And I'm like. I say the same shit, but then I have X, Y, and Z, and here I am like, oh, but I can't be working on X, Y, and Z right now because i got to do A, B, and C. Um, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think I feel you or on that because it's – I might get mad cryptic here. <laughs> it's a, well, I'd be curious to see what No says in, in on that to see if, if it's a similar experience from two different producers who are particularly like – you, you, know, you could literally – you guys could sit there with those keyboards that we can both we can see, and you guys could – be in the room for a couple hours and you could come out with a finished song produced written recorded mixed mastered everything 
like notes do you have a similar thing to Maya where sometimes you maybe feel like because I feel like you haven't used your beats as much as other stuff as well so that's why I'm curious yeah like um, as far as Maya was saying with uh, the options that we have especially because you know there's so many plugins available and like people can get crack shit but like it's, uh, it's, it's become like knowing what's in my toolbox and what is used for what and mm. Uh, that just comes with you, you know trial and error, using your shit, fucking up, you know doing this song and messing that up and fixing it. So um, that just comes with practice. But like when you're making beats and shit, if you're just like flicking through a million snares, like I, I've uh, really been strict with if I don't feel the energy from the from what I'm doing within minutes, with five ten minutes, like if I'm making a beat and I've got like an eight bar skeleton there and it's not giving me goosebumps or making me get like a you know, a musical stiffy, then I'm going to like go into the next one or I'm going to start mm. something else or I'll, I'll like go to an older beat and keep going on it or I'll change the sample out or I'll whatever. So uh, it's, I think it's more about flow than anything else when I'm creating because then I can always come back and mix it later. Sometimes I'll make some mixing decisions on the spot because that can actually drive the inspiration for like the next part of the beat. But yeah, you need to learn what you've got and learn what things do. And if you're going to buy all the new plugins, make sure you actually got a use for it. And like, because you know, people get uh, oh yeah, haughty. People get people get collective and like they they want plug all the plugins because they think they need them all when they don't. And like people don't do their research and shit. Like I take months and months and months before I buy <laughs> shit, and then I snap them on sale, and I build up my toolkit. <laughs> now over the last two or three years, my shit's gone from fucking fifty percent to fucking one hundred percent. And every time it you know, slap because it took me so fucking long to know what's good and why. So people just need to do a bit more research and slow the fuck down and like chill. Cause like, if you look at any of the Facebook groups about mixing and shit, it's absolute gong show and can't sit just oh beyond God. fuck. I can't, yeah. I can't, I, I stay far crazy. away from those. Cause it's just like, it's like everyone just threw shit at the 10 commandments. And then someone took a photo of the 10 commandments and the poop became part of it and part of like the lore and so a bunch of yeah. bullshit got wedged in with a bunch of actual stuff that was, like, supposed to be in there. This is a bad analogy, but I get what you're trying to say, where it's just, like, a bunch of people talking out of their ass, and because you don't oh. know who's who, some people are taking bad advice as gospel, and you're just like, oh. So, yeah. A lot like, of people are taking their piss, and, like, yeah, so social platforms and that doesn't, doesn't really help. But, like, yeah, just uh, people that, like, watch, watch, you know, a couple of YouTube videos, download some crack shit. And they think they got the the juice, and it just ain't flying. So I think that's uh, kind of where I'm pointing at, because that's just I'm seeing more and more of that going on. And then people that uh, you know want to just want to give give it a shot to mix their own stuff is just it's just oh, always ends a disaster. But you got to start somewhere at the same time. So I can't really. Can't I'm not gonna lie. You need to you need to I do the trial and error and put the hours in. I was I was kind of that guy giving it a shot on this record, real talk, because this is the first record that I've mixed entirely myself. Uh, well, you know for what you're myself. doing. Though. You're not brand I know, new. You, you know what you're doing, though. I know what I'm doing until I'm my own client, and then I'm like, "But do you know, bro?" And I'm like, well, "I don't know, man. Like, I I thought you knew." And then it's this argument <laughs> with myself about like, "I, feel I you, don't bro. know, bro. We never went to school for this shit, though." <laughs> It's yeah, pretty cool. I find the only issue with mixing my own stuff is that my vocals, for example, I'm in the eight song posse cut that we're all on actually. I did the playmaker um, mix and then 
I listened to it all. I was just checking it in the master session and I noticed that I always fuck up my own vocals. They're just never loud enough. I always just, you know, I have to go back to the mix and then nudge it up, rebounce it and put it into the master session again. So uh, I find that, yes, we're always biased to our own shit and always somehow manage to fuck it up and have to do a two-stage or go back and fix and re reinsert. So, yeah, I hear you there, dude. It's cunty. Pre-master four. Yeah, like C, our track <laughs> that we got together, yes. for example, I feel like my vocals are too low in that one. I'm like, mm. <coughs> On the Make It About Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Uh so right, right. So yeah. it's like it's easy for you. Basically, what you both sounds like you're saying here. It's pretty easy to overanalyze like every part of it. Mixing yeah. probably because it's it's almost arguably more challenging than production because it's science to a degree. I mean, I guess production. Is I mean, would you cut your own hair? No, fuck no. Exactly. Yeah, like no. you, you, you can't see the back of your head. You just can't. You know. Yeah. And so I feel like there's a similar thing with mixing where like. Unless you're going to take all the fucking time in the world and set up an intricate mirror rig and learn how to, you know, <laughs> then it's not thing. worth it. You should just get an engineer. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting spot to be in. I, like, I, I couldn't imagine even just the amount of time of like, listening to stuff. Like, obviously, for, for well, I want to talk about tool supports when we were making Relentless. I, I, you, I picked two beats. With, only two of the beats were things you already had. Every other one, I was there in the room and you made it. You came with an idea and I watched you do it. And you're just running through. I've heard Nosh produce before as well. Obviously, I've seen many people produce over years. And it's just this repetitive ass fucking like process that's that's like to me and or in mixing is even worse. Because you're just listening to the same shit over and over and over and these intricate tiny little things. It's just like, oh, it's so unappealing to me. I, I don't understand how you guys do it. It doesn't you have to <clears throat> smoke your own you know, way. You know how you have completion yeah. things? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> no, Sorry, my guy. I, I, no, I was I was done. I was just saying you have to smoke your own weight and weed if you want to be able to <laughs> fucking sit and mix the thing or chain smoke cigarettes or I don't know some, you know. Uh, yeah, but um, a funny count. Well, C says that he has completion issues with stuff. So like when I hear a vocal that's got something wrong with it, I have to fix it and make sure it's actually fixed. And that's what my I want to make sure it's done, it's corrected and balanced right. So that's like a like a I don't know. I want to make sure it's smooth. No, it's a good one. It doesn't hurt because my ears, is, I have sensitive ears, so like I think that's kind of why I like it. It's like I want to make sure it's and not always, harsh. So You always got to yeah. take it back in the morning too, right? Because like shit changes overnight. Yeah. But uh, I always years, mix it in the morning. I try to mix in the I'm, daytime and I'm like full straight. It's a good idea. Oh, yeah? You got to find your hours, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. all this just to say yeah. that like mm-hmm. I'm of still course. happy for like for as ambitious as this project was, seeing as like, you know, me and Boney just started recording it uh, back at my place, like in the studio, which I had brought home right when like the fucking pandemic started to like me mixing and like fully producing all the shit to being like the first and last <clears throat> point of like contact before it goes to distribution. Like it was like a bigger undertaking than I was used to for sure. And while I'm, kind of shitting on myself a lot right now i am like mad proud of like being able to actually fucking mix this shit top to bottom and then get it out yeah man and then get it's it out on time yeah, yeah. yeah. that's always the hard part on time fuck Big so how did the like i i've never actually met um Boney, i don't think personally um how did y'all connect 
and how did it how did that come out to be like how did you guys decide to do a project together? Uh, so I met Boney mm-hmm. originally doing the Sodi tours. Yes, and uh, for people who don't know, that's Survival of the Illness. That's Ill Vibe, who's a tour, uh, Toronto, well, not anymore Toronto, but uh, an MC uh, from Toronto now as a singer who was putting on these events, which was essentially battle rap but performing uh, and you know pre pre you know people performing songs and then people would vote for them to see who won and then blah, 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 and, and people came. Yeah, so you were involved in that. Yeah. I was involved, you know, I did the shtick, um, I did, I hosted a bunch of them, and we were like the openers, or like mm-hmm. the, you know, so Illy would be like the headliner, and we'd be like the tour support, literally, there you go, um, and <clears throat> it, I remember like the last year we did it, it, it went from like being the openers to like actually just being franchise owners of the show. Where like we were running it and Illy wasn't involved with it at all, and uh, that kind of like fell off the rails at that point. So we're like, okay, and that's what we're talking about in the last skit because like there were so many shows where just insane weird shit went down. Like there was one show where we went to Belleville and like the promoter over forty eight hours decided that he hated our guts, and so he wasn't going to do the show and he <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. And then like some weirdo with a hockey mask rolled up on us in the parking lot and was just like fucking with us. I was like, this is it. We're going to get murdered in Belleville by Redmond. <laughs> this is how it happened. I, I remember that time. Oh it was, uh, Belleville was an interesting place. Shouts to Belleville, I guess. Um, Shouts to Belleville. Yeah, Shouts to Belleville. So, okay, so y'all connected and y'all just got along and you're just like, all right, well, you were working together. Obviously, you're a producer, so the beats are already there and, and you just thought, hey, let's yeah. Just- Project. Sorry, I <clears throat> I tend to only tell half of the story and then I That's ramble okay. off. Um, yeah, man. Uh, fucking. I, I you know like I was just impressed with Boney like back in the tour days, just because like, you know, speaking of like my live energy, his live energy is like that, but like more controlled and focused in a sense. Okay. So it's like while I'm all over the place, he's got the same energy, but in like a deliberate kind of manner. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I was just like taking cues from him in terms of like a live performance standpoint. And uh, yeah, we just started talking about like making music again recently. Like, well, now it's been like a year and a half because like fucking time flies. But, you know, we've just been keeping in touch. And after I left Heavy Ox, I was like, you know, trying to trying to figure out like all right let me let me work with some people that you know aren't the same people i've been working with for the past five years let me reach out to everyone i toured with and stuff and see who's down to work and uh you know i'd reached out to a bunch of people and me and boney kind of just had this like dope time where we we worked on this song and then we started crafting another one and, and we were just like hotboxing the studio um and it just turned into this like whole vibe that it was just like okay Let's let's do a project. Fuck it. And so uh, we we even have like audio of like us planning to do the project out loud kind of shit, which like I ended up using in the intro. Um, so yeah, you know, it just started out from shows to like, oh well, we can't do shows, but I know we shut shit down, so you know, let's join forces and throw everything we got at this. Love it. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, dope. Um, and you produced the the whole project, yeah. Yeah, yeah, except for uh, mm-hmm. track five, which was produced by uh, DJ Dirty Priest, and I did some co-prod on there. That's a great name. 
And uh, there's a couple oh, of yeah. remixes on the end as well. I, I saw on the, on the Spotify version because I heard the first when you sent me the pre-link on Sound, uh, SoundCloud, the private SoundCloud. I listened to it there, so I'd heard it and I listened to it again today with the remixes, which is a good look. Chuck them on the end, you know, a little bit of bonus content for the Mad Devil. Oh, oh yeah. Um, the okay when when I did that song, we so I, I'm like we did a song called "Make It About Me" with also Stevie's tips on there as well. Everyone killed it. It's such a great song. Did when we did it? Did you know that that was going to be for that project? Because you were just like, "Yo, jump on this." I was like, "Whatever, cool, let's go." I was always curious. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think at that point it it was going towards the project. Um, okay, there was like a large period of time where like that record kind of didn't have a home, and I was trying to figure out what to do with it, and so I'd been bouncing it around to a couple people, uh, and then like around the time you got it to me, I think Boney had a verse for it as well. And then Skeeves gave me his verse, and I went ahead and wrote mine, I think, close to last. Uh, but that hook was like the bare bones, like, start of the track hmm. kind of shit. That's yeah. been a, a beat for, like, a year <laughs> before it turned into a song. Right. Yeah, this is a slapper, yo. Like, I'm really happy how that shit turned out. Um, but the whole man, project, yeah, you know, should be a part of it. Yeah, man. Oh, my pleasure, bro. Shit is, shit is really genuinely killer. But the, the whole project, it, it's really cohesive, and that song fits super well in there. You guys have got, like, a mix of, like, there's some more um, Danielle Knowles on the joint scene with it's a little, um, I don't want to say poppier, but it's a little brighter and stuff, whereas some of the other content is a little like I and I we talked about, like, you know, Police Brutality, which I imagine was inspired by Last Summer. Um all that type of shit. I don't know. Maybe just talk. You have to talk about all individual songs. Maybe just maybe talk a little bit more about the vibes and the direction that you guys took with the project and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shit. I mean, like, you cover so much. I don't even know where to start. Well, I'll start talking about Danielle because, uh, first of all, you know, it's worth mentioning that we got this label called No Damn Good, uh, <laughs> which is based off, you know, NDG. But I brought mm. the shit out to Toronto. So, um, yeah, we got Boney, myself, Skeeves, and Danielle on it. And uh, so I was just looking for as many opportunities to, like, you know, let the other label mates shine on this project. So that's why Scene is kind of like this unique opportunity. And then it doubles as, like, a remix for Skeeves. So everyone gets, like, a little moment. Um, but, yeah, each of the each of the joints on the record has, like, such a different story about how it came about like some of these beats have been in the vault for like five years some of these beats i made on the spot uh like scene for example we made at this like uh this place called create signal which just had like you know all kinds of nice state-of-the-art doodads and shit um and they had like a tassimo on every floor which was super fancy you know it's a you know it's a nice studio when they got like fucking coffee machines on each floor um (laughs) so yeah we started writing that one there uh and then i took that one home and turned it into what it is um yeah each one like there's i don't even know where to start bro right okay so i guess because every single song probably has like a story that uh about it but i guess it was more like how did you choose the the sort of like overall my my picture of it like it's super like it's today it's now it's modern some auto tune shit on there um, mm. that that works but it's all like super lyrically focused because you're both like MCs like real rappers and 
and you, you know you got real buzz. But so even if you are on a more or like popular song, is always going to be tight. There's never going to be some corny shit, which I really appreciate because I, I think it's a hard thing to to actually pull off. Pause. And the the rest of the vibes, yeah. This like I said, there's the darker shit. Like that, obviously, it seemed to reflect the time. I guess is kind of where I'm going with this. Like, mm. mostly a darker project. Obviously, to talk about shit y'all were going through and stuff. So it was kind of like, like you didn't say like with Relentless. I came to you with like a, I, this is a, the sound overall that I want, and this is like the kind of direction I'm trying to do here. This is what I want to achieve with it. And you're like, ah, cool, cool. So we went into the production with kind of like the end vision in, in mind, right? Did you have a similar mm-hmm. thing for this project? Not as much, probably not as defined as you did, but uh, definitely like after we dropped Eye for an Eye, I was like, okay, well, people love the guitars, so let me dig into that guitar bag. Mm. And uh, I've got this like extensive vault of shit uh, from work I did with the homie Ethan Pounds um, that I've just slowly been like repurposing into like songs left, right, and center. And a lot of them ended up making the cut for this album because they just sort of all sonically fit. There was like this neat pocket of like grunge and trap that we could both just sort of spread our wings in uh, while still like keeping a foot on like the hip hop pedal of things. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, I was just excited because it it was like a... Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to fucking find my words here. I guess it was just like like a breath of fresh air or a departure because, you know, a lot of what I've been doing uh, is sort of like pushing me in one direction, which is a little more in like the neo-soul R&B kind of aspect of things. While this lets me, you know, flex the rap, you know, the bars side of things and like dive back into that grungy guitar bag Mm -hmm. and dive back into like the more like angry, edgy shit versus like some of the other more jazzy chill shit that i've been doing recently so uh yeah i was excited you know that's great yeah i think it's actually i want to just like align because that is a really good point where like i and i wonder if uh other rap artists feel the same but like you know as an artist you always have your own thing and you know this kind of vibe changes over the years and i always found that like i wouldn't make like grimier shit so whenever someone wants, like, I love rapping. I don't like Griselda stuff or whatever. I love rapping, but I wouldn't have to see it. It just wouldn't make sense for the brand. Like, it's not, <clears throat> if I can put out something like tracks. that. Yeah, but I love doing yeah. the features because you get to do that. Or I just did a project with uh, Smokewell, the, also known as Decipher in, in um, Cambridge, and the, the, you just jumped on the, the posse cut we did that Nosh mentioned earlier. And, like, that really? shit is, like, super grimy shit that it still fits what I, like, because it's, like, meeting in the middle. But I enjoy doing that because it's just a completely different vibe to say what you and me did with Relentless because that's more like just straight me shit. So I completely align with what you're saying because I think every artist kind of has the collaborations allow that artistic freedom to try something a little different that, that sort of fits within the brand that you've created for yourself while also allowing you to like test the wars and fuck around and get inspired on some, something different. So I feel you. Yeah, man. It's like, it's musical alchemy, right? Or like, you know, you're throwing different things in a recipe. So like everyone's got their own kind of spice, right? Mm. So when you and I connect, we'll like, you know, we'll have our kind of unique flavor versus like if I do something with Boney, that'll have a different flavor. 
And then so, like, I'm realizing more and more that, like, my, you know, like, the thing that I'm good at is combining flavors and seeing, like, what kind of results do what for people. So I'm just, like, now that I know that that's what the skill set is, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I want this flavor for this. I want that flavor for that. You know, and I just kind of want to, like, man, I don't know. I want to see what I can cook up, you know, like, We'll see how many different ways I can think about hip hop before I like bring it into a song format. And you know, like, and this boils down even in, into like sequencing and shit, where it's like, you know, we'll spend a lot of time just listening to songs and mixes, and then we'll spend a lot of time listening to like, okay, well, what song follows what? And like, man, I listened to Tour Support so many times. Like, Her used to be track five, now it's track nine. Uh, Looking For used to be track 11. You know, like shit moves, <laughs> and you're trying to like, yeah. Because it's gonna tell a story. Well, like the the project has to flow for sure. Yeah. Do you know what? That's one thing. I, that's a really interesting thing you bring up. Cause I don't think we've ever spoken about that here. But it's so fucking important. And even though, because if you think about it, back in the day, right? You go to the store, you buy the CD, the vinyl, the cassette, whatever, and you listen to it in that order, at the very least, the first time. And then once you kind of find things you like, you skip to to that specific track. But overall. Yeah. The, the, an album essentially is a journey. You're taking the listener on a journey through this shit. 100%. So track order is so fucking key. Even for Relentless, when we were doing it recently, I got like, I think it was like 12 to 15 different opinions about it all. But at the end, there were certain orders that it kind of had to go in for it to make sense. Even sometimes the, the vibes didn't completely match. And if you actually did it sonically, it would be slightly different. But the way that the song, the story's being told has to flow in a certain order. And... Mm. It makes sense that way. Even like something that we were talking today with those who are about the, the fussy cut, like the verse order on some RZA shit. Like I didn't like mm. the order of it. And I was trying not to fuck with it too much because Nosh had it pinned in. Like, yo, just swap this one around. You're cool, man. Thank you. And now I'm like, yo, this is perfect. Now I think it sounds perfect. So like there is a really, there's a lot to be said about all sorts of sequencing, whether it's arrangement of the song, just the album order, or as much as verse mm. order. Like, you know, maybe some songs like Boney has to kick it off and then, now, certain songs like you have to keep it up, you know. Like I think that's so un- an underrated part of, of creating music that a lot of people perhaps don't think about if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not. Well, that's like, do it. yeah, that's like the difference between you know, like the more you do something, the more detail you'll find in that thing, and then the more you mm-hmm. can like add on to it, kind of shit, yeah. right? <coughs> so yeah. it's all like sculptures within sculptures in the sense of like you know, I got two verses around a hook in a six song album where the second track is moody the third track is soft the fourth track is hype you know uh and then it's just like what when am i even dropping this and then going back to sequencing this whole like practice of front loading the hits where you could like put all like you know all the big singles at the beginning which a lot of labels will recommend you do mm-hmm. but sometimes that doesn't even flow right you know yeah. and Especially if you're trying to do like a concept album, like you, that, you know, it ain't gonna make sense. It's just yeah. gonna be weird. Like, like imagine if like Section 80 front loaded the hits, or like, mm, that's a bad example because they did, I guess, technically. Because Hole Up is like track three. Okay. Uh, or no, ADHD is. But I guess like to Pimp a Butterfly, for example, if they front loaded that. Yeah, because that's you know, a narrative. That's a great narrative. That's a good example of it. Like it tells the story the whole way through, and sonically it just it progresses. So if you like, 
Exactly. And so, like, you know, and we're and we're in this weird position of like, you know, we have to play nice for like the industry still technically. So like, people like you and I would probably still have to front load our records because people who don't know us aren't going to give a shit about like, you know, any super grandiose kind of thing. But then our fans will, and that's what like fans fall in love with. So it's this weird fucking catch twenty two, right? Because it's like, you know, people who try to do all the right things in terms of like pop context end up just like sounding like a knockoff Maroon 5 versus like people who do their own thing end up with like Kid Cudi's fan base, you know? I feel like, you know what, because people always like make fun of like struggle rappers, like people trying to make it in rap, but... And you can people can make fun of that. I hate that, but they can whatever. But like when you think of like struggle pop, if you're trying to, if you're like an up and coming person trying to make pop music, it just seems weird. Redo it. Right? Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't. I fit mean, sometimes. All pursuits of music are being framed as sad, which I don't really agree with. And I think it's just no. like societal conditioning to make you get some shitty fucking job that you don't like when you know creating music is just cathartic and important and fucking helps people you know get through shit more so than joining a call center and like calling people and scamming them for insurance for like minimum wage for fucking six hours out of your day so people can you know talk all they want about like oh how's your little music thing going it's like oh you know it's good how's fucking selling your body for a cause you don't believe in for the majority of your life going Dope. Dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, facts though. It's it's exactly what it is. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to get discouraged as an artist because of those people saying that shit and because of how difficult it is. It's, it's changed even since we all met in back then, 2013. I mean, I, I, you've been doing it since you were 12. You said me and Nosh been, like, I've been doing it since 2001, 2002. So, like, that's 20 years basically of making music like properly and actively trying to pursue it which is pretty insane because we didn't get where we need to go but there's still time I still feel like there's time and don't feel like you know people try to discourage people oh you've been doing this all before what's the point like nah you never know like your, your next hit could be you could be 47 or some shit and have your first hit you know Baldy James was 38 when we started to make it I think Freddie Gibbs is like 38 or 39 now it's his birthday today actually like Damn, all these man yeah, right uh, all these people are doing really well later on um, in life and and, and um, yo, do you know, I just want to mention this really in this kind of context it's slightly off topic but Nosh mentioned that uh, you told me the other day you did this to Peter Rosenberg on um, Drink Champs episode yeah. so I finished listening to it today and he said some of the best things I've ever heard he's like ageism and people always say because you know how people say hip hop's a young man's game he's oh, like yeah. you know what I'm talking about he's like yeah. were, it was a young man's game because there was no old men yet no one had even known what a 40 year old rapper was in 1995 like yeah so people kept saying that's what, the about rock and roll 100% in like the 50s probably right so as yeah. time goes on and we realize that hey Jay Z is like 51 or 52 and he's like dominating and Nas is doing the same thing and people are still performing at a high level in their now 50s and there's probably rappers that are close to 60 I imagine like Rap Kim and Daddy Daddy Kane and those type of dudes are, are getting on in that side so it's like we haven't had the chance so there's been this like implicit ageism which is I always it used to make me feel sick and you said something to me yeah. the other day actually Maya you were like 
Because I said up and coming, and you said, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's not up and coming, we're at Discover. And I love that. And that's... Did I? Yes. Damn, I say dope shit. That's a bar. That's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> so, like, I feel like... Sound should... effects. Sound effects. Oh, which one? Which one do we want? What do you want? Uh, air horn. Air horn. Licking off, licking off. We need a gun. We need a gunshot. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Exactly. We should get the West Side guns going. Boom, 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 boom. That'd be lit. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I an yeah. unlicensed firearm. Oh, and then just record just it. Just bury it in the woods, and then okay. tweet hostile things to your government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> YouTube. He was only joking. Great joke, Maya. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing just before, <laughs> just before we get into it, like one of the things because you said before about your skill set and your skill set is being able to I transform stuff. I've won Overlord. <laughs> What's that from? Is that from The Simpsons or something? <laughs> from The Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, one of the things I thought was super dope about your skill set because we would, like even though I had a vision, say, for Relentless, I would, I, we would, both of us would do, you'd, you'd be like, yo, we should do a song like this and you and we play it, like, say that there was this B.O.B. track that you like, and then we made a song called Tiffany Blue out of that. Or I brought in Black Milk's Long Story True. Short, and then we made Stay Woke. And it was like, mm. like, you were able to hear what, like, I was able to bring a song to you and be like, yo, I want something like this. I'm not saying, co- like, and some producers, and this is like speaking to your skill set here, like, might just be like, oh, cool, and then copy it and essentially make their own version of it. But you are able to understand what I was really like the vibe of it. Like you took the vibe, it wasn't copied. There was some elements, obviously, this piano heavy, it might have some, some keys in there and stuff, but different sound and it's a different way, but it's inspired by that. I really appreciated that because that skill set is what enabled the project to even happen in the first place um, because we were able to completely like guide it by bringing in influences and stuff. So I like, I just wanted to pick you up on that skill set because I think that's a really important thing and I think it's uh, something that maybe people don't <clears> like. But like, if you're a producer and you're working with different artists, like, you need to be able to do that. Like, It's important that you, and, and for, for any yeah. producer to be able to be like, I will vibe you on. Like, both of you do that as well. I know you're able to do the same sort of thing. I, I, but like, I see that that is great because you have a, you know, you're running the label and you've got Three artists, I think, right? Is it, is it Brody, Steve, yeah. Sips, and um, Danielle? Okay. And yep. um, of course, and yourself. But then you're able to produce for them, plus other people, you know, work for hire, whatever. You, you can actually get custom, people who pay you to make a custom beat, which is just like mm-hmm. super cool rather than like, here, here's, you know, I mean, that's cool as well to have the list. You go, yo, hit me up. We can, I, we can make something as well. And like, no, but people, people come for the customs specifically. Right. Um, and, for those exact reasons that you said, which I'm like, man, thank you. Because, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, You know, like, I'm just hearing the song that you're trying to hear, right? Like, I think that's just, like, I just want to make the dopest possible record. And I think that, like, you know, there's good ideas and bad ideas kind of shit. And, like, once you sort of remove all the ego from that, you just realize, like, okay. It's kind of like a yes and no thing at the end of the day. And, like, you just listen back a bunch and you're like, okay, unless I'm hearing any no's in my head, then we're good to go. And you just do it enough times until there's no more no's. But, um, I I don't know, man. I just appreciate you on that. You know, like, I've always been, like, super grateful to work with you. And, like, you definitely uh, poured gasoline on that fire in a major way because, like, 
you know, I mean, I'm still a kid in a bedroom making beats because <laughs> of the pandemic. But, uh, you know, back when I was a kid in a bedroom making beats, uh, you got me out of the bedroom kind of deal and brought me on my first tour, which I may go appreciate. Um, and yeah, man, and I'm just so excited for like, like, it's been so long that we worked on this project of yours. Yeah. And like, you know, I like back when we started working on it, I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to show everyone what I can do. Uh, and then it's just gotten so much doper over time. And like the more refined it gets, the more I'm just like, damn, we really did some shit. And like, oh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say, man. I'm stoned. But um, I respect it. No, I think <laughs> it, it was. It was. It's cool to say. I guess that's probably the next part of what I was sort of saying was that like we able we created something like because not all music stands the test of time, right? Particularly you know hip hop where where it's a little fickle. There are sonic changes that sort of tend to dominate. And we went for something in 2015 when we started, but then we did like two tracks. We did the title track and we did Let Justice Prevail that we just shot a video for on uh, Saturday. It was fucking insane. Like insane. I can't believe how, I'm gonna tell you about it. I'll tell you tomorrow in the meeting, but it's like, well afterwards, it, it was crazy. I don't wanna spoil it. And um, you know, doing that, then I think I took almost like a year break from it because I did two other projects in the meantime. And then I started back on it, and then we recorded it in 2017. But the way that it was done, I was talking to Nosh about it. It's just like it was such like a, like whatever. The way it was, we did it all in one week, and we bring in a saxophone player. Well, I do that six times over. Cool. So then you two, Notion and Maya there, had to go through and choose all the best parts and do that for every single instrument on the album. There's no samples. It's all instruments. And you had to do that. Then you also had to do that for my vocals. So it's just made this, it was just this like monstrous task that you guys had to do and then notice with the mixing and mastering and just additional tweaks. So it was just this such a epic thing. But the real part of it that I was concerned about that it was gonna sound dated and I, and I agree with you that it's only getting better. Like as Nosh has been able to bring yeah. it to life, it's like, wow, this is like fucking slaps. And doing there was like twenty people there at the video the other day, COVID safe and you know, like mad people were on like the banks of a river with a bonfire and fire twirling and a jet ski with the flag with the album thing on it like it was fucking crazy and um everyone was just jamming I was loving it like they were all participating in the video singing the hook and shit like I was like alright like we, we did this we did something real special and it's just like it's so That's cool sick. you know what I mean like it's cool to to see all of this come to life and for you to be able to do this so long ago and be able to do that and the other thing I want to touch on so on the longevity of it but also I will never do a project with with more than one producer. It's going to be, you know, we did this one, me and Notion are going to do a collab album, he's going to produce the whole thing. So if I'm working with anybody, like I only want to have that person produce it. So I love kind of bringing this full circle that you did. I know there was one song, but and you touched a little bit. But for tour support, you were able to produce that whole thing because that's why the project is, is extra dope, I think, because of the cohesiveness of really what it's, uh, you know, what you're able to, to bring in because you helmed the whole fucking thing top to bottom. I mean, it's key. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much. I mean, like, definitely, like, I take pride in self-producing all my shit. I think there's, like, a certain flavor you get with it, for sure. Um, and there's, like, a whole workaround in terms of doing shit like that uh, that I won't get into right now. But, um, man... I'm just, yeah, I've been watching this project, like, slowly appreciate with time and just being grateful that it's, like, 
remained so timeless, you know, just with how many delays it's had. And seeing that, like, we all just getting better with age kind of deal, uh, which it just goes against all ageism in hip-hop and all this bullshit that we hear. <laughs> so, like, Thanks. you know, I'm, I'm in this confident place now, man. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I think that your album's gonna fucking make waves. I think that this tour support album that just dropped is already making more waves than I anticipated. I think that, like, we're all kind of operating at like a hundred percent in terms of like, uh, you know, all the shit we're good at. Like notion is peak at mixing and beat making and rapping right now. I'm peak at fucking producing and rapping right now and getting there with mixing (laughs) fucking, you know, like it's just, everyone's fired up right now, you know, and you're really good at wearing hats that say profane shit on them. Um, (laughs) really good at it. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, that's no, good. It is <laughs> but, nice to see that over time, right? Everyone and it showcases that like people do get better in rap over time, and people should not be discounted because they're not nineteen. Just meant yeah, to be. Man, like, that's it. Fuck, you know, what the fuck is a nineteen-year-old going to say about the state of the world? But that's like, what I'm saying. They haven't lived yet. Everyone's like worshiping the youth anyway. So look, that's the interview portion. I feel like because we hit, I didn't realize we took an hour of that because we were just vibing and chatting. So uh, yeah, that was that was great. So we we've got a bunch more stuff to go, but uh, so we go if uh, afterwards or while you're watching this, or guys are listening to it, go on to Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal wherever you're at. Maya Clarity and Boney Washington tour support the albums out. It's like 14 tracks, I think. Um, shit is killer. Bump that. Uh, subscribe. Make sure you download it. Buy it on iTunes. Whatever the fuck. Buy it on Bandcamp so they get more money. I mean, support the mm-hmm. them with that fire music. And with that, shall we do, shall we, now, now Maya's going to transform from the guest to the guest co-host, and you're going to be rocking with us for the rest of the, uh, oh yeah, we'll give you some air horns for that, don't you worry about that. You know the fucking vibes? Damn. Oh, yeah, that was pointless. That took so much time (laughs) and you can't even appreciate it. Hey, I that's love only, technology, right? <laughs> I was scrolling for like that was a solid thirty photos to find the one photo. <laughs> so I was just trying to find the fucking album cover. Oh, to show the man. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, you can you can bring that out. I'm so like an eighty year old. Hey man. Yeah. All right. Co-host mode. Co-host mode. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we're gonna do some. Uh, we're going through the. Hang on, do we do music first? Yes, sir. Okay, so we're going to go through the new music. So I sent you a gargantuan list of songs to go through and albums to listen to. We do this shit every week. And basically what we do, we pick our favorite, like, 10-ish, just run through the list. So so you can see how it goes. Dan, we always start with Baby Dan, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Youth before beauty, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> the... Everyone's pretty here, don't worry. Uh, yeah, true, 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 true. So, uh, what was this? This was a pretty overall. Was everyone fucking with this week? Yeah, I liked the music. I liked it. It was great. Mostly decent. It was good. Yeah. All right. You pretty hard. Tell 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 us what you fucking with. Well hard. Well hard, mate. Uh, so I I just liked almost every album. So the My Clary Ting hard. My favorite song of that was Scene. And um, and number twelve, make it about me. Yeah, that was that was right. There was a C C was on it, and it was okay. It was, right, it was all right. It was all right. It was all right. And um, <laughs> SFU was one of my favorites. So that was great. Yeah, uh, it was a sick album. It's a slapper, slapper. And 
Another one which was sick this week, Sky Zoo's project. That was so yes. sick. Like he is all the brilliant things. Yeah, he's actually so sick. Like, I, I don't know who like don't know who he is. Like I only know him because of the podcast. But like it, it, it's sick. It's hot. It is amazing. See, this what this is about. It's putting you onto new shit. Exactly. But it's like this dude's been around for fifteen plus years. Like I think two thousand nine was the first one. So most less than fifteen years. But he's been dominating for a long time. Wow. So it's great just to see the youth, the, the Gen youth, Z so. man. The <laughs> real, real hip hop, hip hop. Uh, next thing, uh, I kind of like the Green Tea Pain man-made project. It was really weird. It was really weird and like <laughs> abstract, and yeah. I didn't really know whether it was a hip hop. Not hip hop, sorry. I didn't know yeah, if so it was you don't know rap. I, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't have a clue who that is. Is it a chick or a dude? I think it's a girl. Okay, I think. I, I actually have no clue, but I'm assuming they're British as well. Yeah, they're British. Yeah. And it was really weird and abstract UK rap sort of. I don't know what space it fits in. Mm. It's really weird, but it's cool. I kind of liked it. I didn't. I, I, I really didn't hate it. It's actually kind of cool. And uh, another one, I it really grew on me, but the Migos album, Culture 3. Mm-hmm. Like when I first heard it, heard it, I was like, oh, I haven't listened to Migos in ages. And every time they release, it's kind of like mediocre. It's never that good. Yeah. But then this one was actually, I really enjoyed it. Like, Avalanche, uh, Modern Day, uh, what else is there on here, which is amazing. Like, I, I, I really liked the project. It was really, like, really impressive. That was great. Nice. Uh, I just checked out the Cold Day Young Thug What's Up video. Yeah. Great. It was, just, it was just really, it was like, man, just fighting, basically. Just, uh, yeah, I, I really cool. liked the song. <clears throat> I really liked the song, so it was like, it was interesting. Yeah. Very fitting. Out of all the singles, uh, the Russ Lucky thing was kind of cool. I liked that. The, the Lil Will, Lil Wayne, Two Chains thing was really, really weird. Yeah, I couldn't tell mm-hmm. whose verse was. Like, I, I don't know. It was really weird. I just didn't like it. There's some weird features where people, I think people are buying features and they're cutting up. They must be like, that. That was so weird. Uh, the her we made it <clears throat> banger. That was amazing. So, uh, like super soulful and shit it was amazing. Uh, the Benny the Butcher, Harry Ford, sync. Amazing, Ben is always amazing, and uh, his singer Harry is uh, amazing as well. Uh, the Gold Link White Walls was really. I, I like Gold Link, but he just releases some weird singles. Yeah. I just don't I just <clears> don't know what he does. I really don't know, but it's so odd. It's so odd. Uh, what else have I got? Young, is it Young B. Lou, Chris Brown, Two Chains? That was kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of like. Just. Whenever Chris Brown's on the song, I just kind of know how it will sound. And like, it's always the same. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like, it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, the Caleb Hart. Is it Pilau? Yeah, I think it? so. Caleb is featured on Let Justin Prevail. Mm-hmm. He did the, did the vid. It was great. That was yeah. a great song. Amazing. Just to Caleb. Uh, what else have I got? What else have I got? All the homies coming through this week. Mm-hmm. The... The Denzel Curry thing was really weird. I don't know how I feel about him. I don't know. I really don't know. He's doing the yelly shit again. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just not a big, big fan of it. The Snoop Dogg and is it Smiles? I think so. Yeah. Happy. That was kind of cool. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it, I it, that. It, it was alright. Like it was. It's just one of those things that Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg just keeps on releasing, and it's just like really weird songs. But I'm not mad because I don't. I don't really hate them at all. Um, so is it your old Druk? Yeah. MF Doom, Dropout Boogie, that was, like, I really liked that, it's like a proper boom bap, 
hip hop becomes so. a sort of proper rappy rap sort of thing is great. It's great, and uh, that is what I have for this week. Nice, I believe. All right, love yes. it. Uh, Nosh, what you got there, mate? What are you fucking with? Um, <clears throat> it's a fairly keen list by the baby Dan. Uh, mine's fairly similar. Um, I'll be as quick as I can here. Okay. Uh, the Clarity Bony Joint Fire Bombs. Uh, the Skies Are All Brilliant Things was uh, was fantastic. Got to have a listen through that for sure because I kind of like rushed through it because there was a lot of songs. Um, the Green Lee Peng thing was funky and dope, hippie vibes, like kind of 60s. I like that. Uh, the Migos album I struggled through. Good beats though. Um, same flows, kind of whatever. Drake feature cool. Cardi feature cool. Um, hmm. <laughs> There's a, oh man, the the the, the Lou Will, uh, Lil Wayne, Two Chains, Big Tub. That was trash. What the fuck was Wayne doing on that? That was just so bad. I couldn't. I had, that was. It, it was bad. It was bad. So bad. bad. Um, jeez. Uh, the her song we made it. That was the best. Love that. Um, the Benny Butcher song was cool. Got a gritty, grimy shit. Same as always, but dope. Um, I like the Amber Mark song competition. That was a bop. Uh, the video was very Beyonce and the beat was fire. It was just a good package overall. It was just fun. Um, mm. The Nate Rose and Soundfoil and LA Believed Love. That was smooth, dope, soulful. Yeah. Um, Scissor and St. John track, Vibey Poppy. Uh, the two, uh, what is it, Young Blue, Chris Brown, Two Chains. That was pretty cool. I'm just a fan of uh, Chris Brown. He just does his thing. Uh, Two Chains was cool too. Uh, Savannah Ray, 24 Hours. That was fire. The total smash tune. Um, The is it Hon or Hone? Pink and Pink Sweat. What would you do? Yeah. I was surprised how good that was. Um, Really well written and well produced. That was just fun. Uh, The Caleb Hart uh, tune. That was just very Islandy vibes. Summary. I really dug the warmth. the Meg Thee Stallion thought shit was just, I don't know, like the, everything she's yeah, ever done. Did you see the video? No, I didn't. Uh, the video I, is, is ridiculous. It's just like out of control. So yeah. I was so so confused. I need to take that in again, maybe. But it was very, very one listen, catch a cunt. The Doja Cat song, like, I don't know, I'm, I kind of am slowly enjoying her more than ever because, like, I used to see her on, like, things like Kenny Beats as you come in and write, like, a freestyle and do some fun shit. And, like, she can actually write raps and she's kind of dope. So, like, a couple of songs have coming around for me. So her bars are funny and she does write her own raps and, she, you know, I can always appreciate that. Um, so that was cool. Fucking... Yeah, old, yeah, your old Drug and MF Doom, and that's pretty much it, mate. Okay. So, so the list. I'll keep it quick. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the Corday Young Thug video was up. I enjoyed that. I mean, obviously, the album of the week is My Clarity Body Watching Tool Support available at Rego. Get that right now. Um, shit is a killer. Oh, that deserves a motherfucking air horn, doesn't it? Doesn't it deserve a fucking this air horn? This is not a sponsored this post. Is- <laughs> <laughs> you tell Facebook to fuck off with that one. Um, so that shit is obviously the killer. Skies you all the brilliant things. You guys nailed it. Only, I mean, I guess all of his stuff kind of sounds the same, but almost like to to the point where like it's it's dope because he's so consistent and he's kind of got he's mm-hmm. just got his thing. Just it's just I don't know. I just really enjoy. It. I can listen to him all the fucking time. I love that shit. Um, I agree with you, Notion uh, Migos' album. I'm not a fan at all. And uh, 
yeah, <laughs> I listen to the all, and that's just not for me. I don't know, just can't do it. Um, what else we got here? So the singles, I really like the Jam and Lewis and Mariah Carey song they dropped called Somewhat Love. That was pretty good. It started off like mad slow, and then just went to this like slapper. I thought that was pretty it was good. very 1998, wasn't it? Super. Straight back from the I United quite enjoyed yeah. that. Early 2000s, maybe. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Latest. Latest, yeah. But it was it was fun. I, know, I just I banged some more heavy. So uh, that was cool. True. Obviously, True. Benny, Benny Butch and Harry, um, Harry Ford, the sync joint. I don't know if that means they've got another project coming, because that's what happened last time. But I wouldn't be surprised, because these dudes just work. They go hard. Pause. Amber Mark competition. Just a slapper, <laughs> as you said. Um, the St. John and Sizzle was actually kind of cool. I don't really love St. John. It's not my thing, but Sizzle is great, so I like seeing her everywhere. Um, what else we got here? Yeah, the Savannah Ray from, uh, she's from Scarborough. Uh, uh, she uh, dropped there at the 24 Hours. Super smooth. Loving her. Like seeing her win. Um, yeah, obviously, shouts to Caleb Hart in uh, Victoria, BC, via Tobago. Uh, new single, Palau. P-E-L-A-U. So go check that out as well. All the homies dropping this week. I love it. Uh, Leela James in a song called Put It On Me. She's, I've been mean, bumping her for like, I don't know, I think it was like mid 2000s she first came out. So she's got such a unique voice. Loving that. I've been loving the Seth Century drops that Ozzy do. He's been dropping all of his um, Something Treehouse uh, raps. Mm-hmm. He was doing. Remember, what was it yeah, called? Something Treehouse. Um, yeah, he was doing shit all, um, uh, all, all quarantine. So I think he's just going to take an audio. This was super cool Treehouse. That's probably the one. Yeah. So check his shit out. It's definitely fun. Um, what else was cool? No, that was basically all I really thought was worth talking about this week. So then Maya, now that you see how, you see the flow, you see how it's going here. It's on me. What did you it's enjoy? It's on yeah? me. The only thing I listened to all week was Doja Cat. That's it. Nothing over else. And over. Not even my fucking album. Nope. Fuck that shit. Doja Cat all the way. All weekend, bro. All weekend. No, I actually have heard the new track though because my girl's been playing it and it slaps. Um, and then in terms of the list, uh, yeah, obviously my shit's fire. Go check it out. Duh. Uh, fucking, I want to shout out, you know, all the homies making music because uh, I see a lot of people on the list. So, for example, Havaya Mighty out yes. there doing some big shit. Uh, who else? Who else was on this? I didn't know Ural Droog was doing new music, so that's exciting. I remember when Ural Droog first came out and everyone thought he was, was Nas. like a secret Nas project. That was so, amazing. That's, <laughs> the, that's the I thought he was Nas dead ass. I didn't think he was real. Yeah, same. I you know, I fell for that shit too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um who who else was on this? Uh damn. Those those I was like looking at the list the whole time while everyone was going going on trying to pick mine and now i can't find none of them um yeah i think i think that might have been me that might have been it i didn't have a lot this week because uh it's been a big juggle but i will also say honorable mention to the maroon 5 remix because i made a maroon 5 remix and i'm sure it's like a quarter as dope as the one i made so they get the honorable um you know just because i'm feeling like giving back to the community like that so, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I actually forgot to oh, mention, um, speaking of the homies you mentioned, I just I totally forgot. Our friend Nick, who's originally from Quebec City and he lives in Melbourne, he had dropped a, like, I don't know if it's an album or EP, it's like eight joints. It's called Buzz. So, shouts to Nick, came through. He's always consistent, that man. So, love it. Lots of, uh, lots of homies That's dropping this week. 
So, so it's time to run through some topics, you sexy motherfuckers, and then we're going to get onto the real fun part. We only got a couple of things this week. There wasn't that much exciting shit going on, right? Mm-mm-mm. Not too many. Uh, what do we got? So Eve, uh, Eve and Trina is going down this Wednesday. So two nights, Wednesday, June 16th um, on Versus. Does anyone give a fuck? I um, liked Eve, but I never listened to Trina. I don't, I don't really know who either. Either? Okay, fair enough. Trina, I always thought was super regional. Sorry, yeah. man. I'm putting my money on Trina. I'm a contrarian. I like it. Eve had hits. Trina had oh, hits my. nowhere near anything that Eve ever had. But she, I think she's, like, Eve had pop hits. And then she had some hard stuff with, like, Rough Riders and Lux and whatever. But the, the, like, Trina is, like, beloved in Florida. Like, they worship her yeah. out there. Like, in, in, in some shit I hadn't even seen before. So, um, yeah. I I'm mean, so that's, slacking on my verses. Oh, that'd be no. Uh, if it wasn't for the podcast, we probably would cycle a lot more too, to be honest. But it's true. It's interesting. It's good to watch. I know, it's just nice to keep up on it. So that is that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Bandcamp are donating a hundred percent of their share of uh, sales on Juneteenth, which is Saturday, June nineteenth, uh, June um, which is pretty cool that they're uh, to a Juneteenth charity specifically. So, um, which is pretty dope. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. I think they're nice. looking for that to be a national holiday as well. So, I thought that was really cool. That's mm-hmm. you know, showing solidarity with the Mandem community. Love it. Um, this one is Notions one because I'm not going to even talk about mountain bikes here. This is sport time. What oh, do we, mate. What do we say when there's sport, sport time? Segments. It's time to go! <laughs> Hey, I hey, fucked up. Everyone's from here. I just knocked the oh, button when strength. I was uh, going out. There we go. We're all back. You are yeah. a duff. I'm a bit oh. Yeah, so basically, you're a funny cunt. Tell us about the sports cunt. <laughs> uh, the sportsies. So cunts ride bikes downhill, right? It's called right. downhill mountain biking. And there was the championship World Cup race in Germany and an Australian one, uh, Troy Brosnan. So fucking salute to a cunt that rides real fucking fast downhill, mate. So good effort. Um, that was it. Just wanted to give a shout out to the uh, the fellow countrymen. And I'm an avid mountain biker cunt, so that's that's the reason why I slipped it in there. Let's give up. Uh, what are we going to give to Troy? We're going to give him a... Oh, you always do this to me. Unbelievable. <laughs> right? So we'll give him yeah, that. Mate. Now, uh, next up, YouTube and TikTok boxing <laughs> events. So last week we talked about the Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather team. This week it was YouTubers versus TikTokers. Um, to be honest, I only knew like one of them, one of them really. Like, we still would talk about it because it was a bit of trouble. Yeah. But is there anything you want to say I about mean, it? Because I feel like did you any of you guys watch it or no? Or do you guys aware of it? It's all the funny memes about the other fight. ripping it to pieces. But, uh, yeah, this is a diff. This was like the the one, two, three, seven different fights. And they're all YouTubers. Oh. I don't know why they're doing it. I guess it's this, this like YouTuber boxing thing is becoming like pretty big now. Man, I'm telling you, they're just setting it up for Hunger Games. It's This is like the slippery slope. It starts out with YouTubers. And then it's like, okay, but YouTubers aren't the only one who can profit off this. If the regular average Joe wants to do a versus, and then just like that, it turns into eating each other's faces. So... 
Well, I look forward to some face. <laughs> I'm going to be front row center. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Behind like a metal fence with barbed razor wire. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Arr. I'm telling you. It's so, coming. Is there anything you want to say about it, Dan? Because now even bringing it up, I didn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, I just don't really, I don't know half of these people. I, I know. I don't think our audience will even know. Yeah, I know, I know Austin, uh, Anderson, Austin McBurn from the Ace family's only do that. Crazy Jarvis, I know some, I mean, somewhat, but it's like, like. Low level. Low yeah, level. Yeah, these are like pretty, like. Yeah, yeah, this is like very low level. <laughs> like, I don't even know who that is. But it, it, I, I saw some of the highlights. I saw the Deji lost, which was quite silly. I don't know how he could lose. And uh, Anderson Gibb, uh, his is quite interesting, actually, because he absolutely. Uh, fucked up that Taylor Holder guy and uh, they called it as a draw. Mm-hmm. And stats even show that he landed like double his punches and shit, which is quite funny. And it's also a McGroom knockout by all. But other than that, I didn't see anything else. Yeah. Which is quite, I don't know. I don't know much about it. It's what it is. Well, you know, people be fighting. So yes. fuck them, get punches mm-hmm. time. Uh, Rory and Marv from Joe Biden Podcast released their first episode of their own podcast now, which was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been, I don't know, I've been listened, I don't know if we really listen to Joe much anymore because I'm uh, kind of, uh, just saying I'm a line I can case. see. Yeah, right? Hang on, what, I don't know what Tiff is talking about. Let's just say I'm a line I can see that happen. Probably Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, she gets Okay, yeah. With the face even. Oh. Um, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. So. Speaking, speaking of eating face. Oh, yeah. Good, you speaking go of what? I was going to say, speaking of eating, eating faces, faces I, and verses, uh, I want to see Bo Burnham. You know, as a YouTube star versus like uh, another YouTube star in terms of like, wait, who's the guy who boxes out people? Logan Paul, or uh, they, they all do really. What do you oh, mean, yeah. boxes out or an adequate match? Pro- like, who's that YouTuber that's been like boxing people lately? Is that Aaron Paul, Logan Paul? I don't know. Um, like Logan and Jake, they both been oh. doing like high level boxing um, matches. Like you know, they're all exhibitions, okay. but it's just because they have such a following that they they're able to do it. And now they're pinning YouTubers against each other. So I want to see like yeah. Bo Burnham, yeah, just because he's tall and gangly against like another famous YouTuber of his stature. I'm thinking Michael Sarah, but he's not a YouTuber. But I just want to see mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Those two fighting would be pretty funny. No, Bo B O. Um, yeah, that would be. I feel like it's just gonna. Who even knows? It's the same last name. First name is B O. I think he's like short for Bo We were just watching his stand up the other night. Or he's special in Netflix. Um, yes, it's fire. Yeah, it's pretty pretty genius. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so I feel like it's going to be interesting to see where all that goes uh, as far as the boxing. Yeah, I want to see uh, C vs. Notion. That would come. Like I feel like we got Notion like, got that reach. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got a reach. Do you know what's actually really funny? Notion has height on me, but we have the exact same arm length. Oh, so, so you're the same I have reach. monkey oh, okay. arms. My shit is like. But we have the same wingspan. Same wingspan, yeah. yeah my arms are too long for my body, technically. I think I should have been taller. So I think I stunted my growth on cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah, I think we measured it one time, and one side of mine was longer by half an inch, so like it's a quarter uh-huh. inch the whole way along, which is nothing. So it's the same. And yeah. it was just like, oh shit, because yeah, you, you're uh, I don't know, not too much shorter, but it's a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, so I don't know. There's be discrepancies that matter. So you can still reach the, the top shelf, is what you're saying. You can get the, the, the Vegemite off the top shelf. Damn, That's what's right. important, really. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Um, we'll keep this going because then we get to the, the, the fun stuff. But yeah, Rory and Mal dropped their podcast. Super. It was cool. I enjoyed it. We'll see where they're going to go with that. So good, good on them. 
doing good. Um, Tyler the Creator dropped a billboard in LA that said, "Call me if." What does it say? Can you click on the link there? Oh, it says, uh, call, me, "Call me if you're lost." That's call me if you're lost, and it's just like him talking to his mum, and his mum was talking about like fighting people, and she'll do like to kill people for her kids or whatever. And people think it's a it's Tyler's way of teasing new music. If it is, it's he, he has teased new music. Yeah, like, he he on his Twitter. So I just sent it to you now. Okay, it's just the weirdest video mm-hmm. of him kissing. Like, I don't know who it is, a girl, and um, her saying goodbye, and her boyfriend comes up after Tyler drives off, and then um, it just comes up with "Call Me If You Lost." After. Oh, okay, so he's continuing. Uh, Album name. Yeah. Okay. It could be. That's a hard album name. Yeah. Call me if you get lost. Ah. Interesting. But it's like a good like. That reminds me of um, what's the movie? Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. It's like it looks like that. Like, I know the type of shit from like the sixties or fucking set. Nice. Bad times with the El Royale. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So good for Tyler. So maybe some shit coming. Uh, Ti announced his final album called <laughs> Kill the King. Is dropping. I don't know if anyone of us here uh, are really bang heavy with Ti, but no, it's just the final album, though. Final, as in like he gonna retire on some Jay Z yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Which is just you know, the what is it? The greater good. It's just what happens. It needs to happen. It just needs yeah. to stop. Right? <laughs> yeah. We were I never- uh, I don't trust rappers when they say they're retiring, just Same. because like. None of them ever do. They never do. Yeah. Why would you though? You just take a fucking vacation, bro. Just take a yeah. yeah shut yeah. up. Like, like yeah. if you wanna, if you <laughs> wanna stop making music, stop making music, and then that's okay. And you'd be like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have another one? Then you might come back. You never know. Otherwise, now you have to look like a dickhead. Be like, yeah, sorry guys, I lied. Yeah, like here I am. Didn't Nicki Minaj quit music like fucking four times in a row or some shit? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Or am I just talking shit? I don't know. I think she but did have to quit. Some, didn't something happen with her? Did did she have some sort of drama? I know she's had millions of them, but I think something happened, and uh, that was why everyone I don't know, man. was mad. At her. Fame is the thing, the cruel mistress. But um, shit. I sorry, I'm so sorry. I keep derailing the conversation. <laughs> what, so what we, one more, and then we're gonna move on to the super fun part. Um, yeah. Snoop announced what is he I, I think no she might have put this here Snoop presents unreleased songs in the early morning session what's that about what yeah he was just live on his Instagram and he's like in a studio just smoking constantly and he had like uh, 40 minutes of just new songs that he's either fully on or that he's just done features on like pop songs or whatever the fuck so um, I watched about 25 minutes or 20 sorry 20 minutes of the uh, so yeah half of it it was you know the beats were fire. Uh, a couple of the tracks were like really suited. Didn't say any names or nothing. He really didn't talk. And he was just like, I just watched it while I was just, you know, drinking my tea, having my crumpets in it. So yeah, it was just a uh, new Snoop Dogg on the way. It was okay. I wasn't mad at it. So it was worthy of Snoop chatting Snoopy. about. So Snoopy Dio Double Jizzle was uh, doing his thing. Here for it. Love it. Got that life. Well, with that said, we moving on. Which one we do? Over? Overrated, underrated. Alright, what do we need? We need a sound effect. We need a sound. We need a sound. We need a Time for overrated. <laughs> You're the best person. Yeah, you see that. You know the fucking vibes. Okay, uh, where do I start? Where do I start? 
Okay, I don't think I fucking know one. you, cunt. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we will keep it on the topic of uh, music. Okay. Can you come for me, mate? No, we Yeah, mate. Sorry. Why sound like First one. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Overrated, underrated. Underrated. Oh, my deciding? Everyone's deciding, and we have to. You have to pick one, preferably like not as opposed to saying like adequately rated, because that's kind of boring. Oh, okay, I see you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, shit. Underrated. Overrated. I had a time, a period of time where I really thought he was like I always fuck with him, but I always thought just like everyone needs to just relax, like it's not that crazy because mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy everything to the level that everyone was creaming. Mm -hmm. I thought Dependent Butterfly was like actually fucking genius. It was the beautiful album. Masterpiece, thank you. I was gonna say perfect, but I was like, that's not the word I'm looking for. Masterpiece. And but I feel like because he's been quiet for so long, I feel like he's gone back to maybe being underrated, but I'm gonna it's gonna be curious when he drops again. Mm. Um, if he drops again. It's gonna be stupid. Well, I'll, people might go too far and go on the overrated side of things. Yeah. So why do you think he's overrated? It's exactly the same reason as because I feel like everyone thinks he's generally the gone. greatest rapper anyone's yeah. ever seen. No one's ever seen anything like it. Like he's the best ever. No, side. no he's not. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he's the best rapper. Like, That's like, hell no. Nah, I, I, I fuck with him. He's he's sick, but like he's not as good as a lot of his fans make him out to be. Like he's not. I don't think he's on the level of like J Cole. I think J Cole's a better artist than him. A better artist or a better rapper. I would never have said that. Interesting. I'm just curious. in terms of like please break it down. Okay, well like name one Kendrick punchline. Like a punchline like a simile or something? Like a like a, a, like the clever shit that J. Cole does where it's like, you know, a put an M on your head, you Luigi's brother now. Oh, like that shit. Like, you know, like, that's the rapper shit that, like, you know, everyone from Royce to Talib to, like, fucking mm -hmm. Big L to fucking, you know, like, if yeah, you're gonna be the best rapper, you gotta visuals. at least throw a couple of those in there. Mm. Mm. And I don't really... I don't, know if that, I don't know if that's necessarily better than Kendrick saying, because he's way more technical. So but, Kendrick like, is... No, this is this is a good conversation. Though. So, okay, so my think that J Cole has better, like he's better at rapping. Period. Or are you saying he's technically better? Because I guess Brad's saying he doesn't think he's technically better. I think I would say he's like a better rap writer versus like Kendrick's thing is that he's really good at like doing interesting sonic pieces where it's like, you know, he'll do like a fast piece. And then, like, you can dissect it, and he's got a lot of alliteration going on. Yeah, he does. And then J. Cole is more like, <clears throat> I guess I rank J. Cole as a better rapper because, like, as a rapper, when I listen to J. Cole, I'm like, oh man, I gotta step it up. Versus when I listen to Kendrick, I'm like, I want to tell more stories and be more of like an artsy fartsy artist kind of thing, you know? Like, mm. uh, okay, that's like I like a Biggie Puck thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, I guess so. Like Biggie a was bit, maybe. Mm. Mm. Eh. 
That's a hard one to rank too. I, I think that's a weird conversation because Pac has like fucking seventy albums and Biggie has two. Yeah, so it's not, it's not even fair. That's a whole like thing. what's why are we doing that? You know, and like Biggie, Biggie's super dope, but his style is so completely different from Pac's that like, um, like I don't understand it. Like you know, it's like it, it's like you're comparing fucking uh, Doja Cat Nod and. I guess it's like comparing Nas and like Redman or some shit. And you're like, why? Why are you comparing Nas and Redman? There's just two completely different kind of, you know? No, I feel that. I don't yeah. know. No, I definitely I don't know if that's agree. a good analogy. No, I feel but, you. That's a whole yeah. other thing, uh, but I definitely own that. But I feel like with, it's interesting to hear that perspective on. I always thought Cole had more like. Sometimes he was he's a little lazy on the punchlines and Kendrick, you are right though. I think Kendrick just does more interesting shit with his voice and changes the stuff. But like and he doesn't do punchlines, but his shit is cool. We were watching after we came back from the, the film shoot the other night, we put on a couple of Kendrick stuff. I hadn't heard his music in a while, which is interesting. I guess that's why you brought this up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we watched like um Nostalgia with Pusha T. Like I just I, I fucking love Pusha, so like it was cool to see that <laughs> again. And like Kendrick's verse in that song is just so like it's just cool. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's not like go figure more fucking every verse is a brick. You're so dope. Like like it's just it's not like smart mm. or anything. It's just cool. Mm. So I feel like maybe right. you might have something swaggy like, and rough. Yeah, there's just something think, that it's effortless. It's like the flow. He's like water maze. Yeah, Kendrick's just, just really good at like, long, like grabbing your attention. Like he'll stop you in the middle of the song and switch the flow up. Uh, okay, we got J. Cole's better rapper and maker of music. That's from Tiff. Hey. <laughs> so, I know she's a huge J. Cole fan, but I think that's interesting because I feel like I was about to say, and this is an interesting thing, that J. Cole has more hits, but I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know if actually, because Kendrick has hits, but no. J. Cole, I feel like Kendrick has hits. Yeah, exactly. He does. Like, there's a lot of jam- There's a lot of joints. J. Cole, like- J. Cole has jams. Kendrick is hits. Because, like, I don't know. Am I talking mm. shit? I'm trying to think of, like, what's the biggest fucking J. Cole song? Probably Apparently. No, um, there's the biggest songs in Apparently. Uh, um, um, no Role Model? Power something. Power this, Trip? Uh, yeah, Power Trip. Power Trip. Power Trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power Trip is his biggest song? I feel like Cole has... Um, oh, if you had Spotify to just tell you the... It uh, was only to talk songs when I go on his thing. Because oh, yeah. okay. Apple Music and he keeps calling us Android people because we have Apple Music. Because uh, we have Spotify. No role wow. models. Wow. But he wants to buy a PC, I'll tell you later. I, yeah. Oh, so yeah. we all have to chat now live. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking shout <laughs> on out. Air. There's a reason for that. I need to play video games on the PC because it helps me stream. Okay, so, okay so Intel Mac. Well, Apple didn't fucking All right. Apple in, Intel <laughs> Mac with iOS. All right, don't flip about. But, okay, there's just so many limitations I have on despite, the Mac. Just, so despite many. two, fam. Oh, just, I need a PC. <laughs> uh, regrettably, I need a PC. I'm so sorry. Your cousin's I'm so sorry. Yo, it's okay. I'm actually upset. Because, like, we were all coaxed into it. Did you know that Apple straight up paid people to make that fucking, like, Android meme propaganda shit? Like, oh you know all the Android memes you've seen? About the green text or, and stuff? Like, either the green text or just anything that implies that 
you're poor if you own an Android. Oh yeah, you're absolutely poor. If you're like all of the, <laughs> but no though, because like that shit is literally sponsored by Apple. Like they're paying a graphics department. <coughs> gang, gang. To brainstorm gang. a bunch of fucking. This ain't a conspiracy. Good business. It's like it's good business. You know, oh and so just me. knowing that, I'm like, well, yeah. damn, I don't know. I mean, like, my Apple phone is decent, but I do fondly remember my fucking uh, Android. So. Okay, that's interesting. That's all the thing. No, no, we're talking yeah, about yeah, all the time about. I, I, I can't <laughs> condone the Android. Android, I can't condone, I'm sorry. But the PC, I'm huh? happy to get a PC. Android, I, can't, so, I, I, I have no friends who own Welcome Android. back to viruses. Yeah, yeah. You need McAfee, Matt. No, I, I need it for games. That's all, right. all it is. It's just for games. It's McAfee, mate. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. You wouldn't need it, No, I have no idea. I'm just speaking. Oh, Norton. It's Norton. Norton. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking about Anime yeah, Shinya. Norton. What were J. Cole's biggest songs to see if we had any of us were right? Uh, oh, here we go. Let me go back on the list. Everything from Born Center, basically. Power Trip, No Role Models. Um, she Knows, probably. Yeah, She Knows is one of his biggest songs. Oh, yeah, true. Great. Good middle Child did really well. I think Middle Child was the highest that Billboard yeah. chart song, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Neighbors and then I co-produced that. Yeah, T minus. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'd, I'd be curious to see. Oh, if, and like, then uh, yeah. no role models. Yeah, would probably mm-hmm. be one of these like big. I thought that was one of the other ones. Um, see, but the then things. then Kendrick, though, Kendrick. I almost feel like I'd rather check on Spotify because Apple needs. Oh, because you're Kendrick's like, like you know Android's pretty um, bad, so yeah. For more information, on Kendrick has wow. bitch to kill my vibe. Sw- swimming yeah, pools true. and bitch don't kill my vibe. Yeah. Swimming pools. Oh my god, swimming pools is a fucking yeah. joint, man. Like Master E King comes um, up. Poetic Justice. So his biggest is Humble. Oh, Humble has 1.5 billion streams on Spotify. Are wow. you fucking crazy? So okay, this is the order. The second biggest, all the stars with Sizzle. Um there you go. then I don't know if this is this is you just popular. Uh, that's not on there. There's, there's it's like statistically, I, 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 I still disagree. But destroyed like, him. But statistically, wow. are you saying like almost like uh, um, like culturally? Because yeah, like all right is probably like, like all right's only got two hundred eighty. Even like all the all the stars, I think that's a banger. But I wouldn't say that's one of his biggest songs. But it depends if you're looking at straight numbers. But no, I don't think the numbers speaks the truth I think there's it's more but you're it's looking at the factors yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's because like people don't talk about that song I love that song yeah but, it's a great song it's like amazing. people uh, if you look at strictly I how long enough no you, well it's not yeah. like I'm not saying it's a classic but if you're just saying what, they, what his biggest song is that's according yeah, but to, already, Humble is actually the big one but like Humble is a good example though because like I can't think of a J. Cole song that has excelled as far as Humble, <clears throat> as in, like, mm. you know, Ooh. making it into a fucking South Park episode or some shit. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, uh, it's a fair point. I'm even looking through... Not that metric, but... No, no, totally, but there are multiple metrics, and I think that's what you're both saying. Basically, we're talking, like, zeitgeist shit here. Like, what what I has... I nerd know. Like, a bitch don't kill my vibe has become... It's a thing. It's a thing that people say, right? Like, that's a... I don't know if... Mm. Just, J. Yeah, Cole, yeah, did yeah. J. Cole introduce the vernacular? Because, like, like, Jay Z did. Um, like, Wayne did. Um, but did, did I think Cole J. Cole is very right. different. I don't think he needs to do that. No, he's not doing that. He's definitely not doing the same thing. I, and it's not even really fair to, no. to compare them. I don't know why we started, like, picking on these boys and trying to. I don't know. He did have that one skit on his album where he was like, bitch is going to be my new ad lib. And then I'm going to do the high bitches, bitch. And then I'm going to do the low bitches, yeah. bitch. 
Do low shit, bitch. Whole minute of just, oh man, I love it. Yeah. So just for the record, uh, the 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 two biggest J Cole songs are No Role Models at nine hundred and eighty million, and Middle Child at seven hundred and fifty nine million, and then the next biggest one that I can see here is uh, My Life with Twenty One Savage. It's got sixty million plays. That can't be right. That's off the album that dropped like yeah, three weeks ago. That's, I don't know. I don't know if I trust the. Almost feel like that's it's a company. No, I feel like the man's are, are, are buying, um, uh, buying plays and stuff. I've heard that before. Anyway, so I know we're going on about this Kendrick shit way too much, but I was just really curious because we've got you know three at least three artists right here that might have some opinions. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, so, I can go all day, yeah. man. Yeah, seriously. All right. What's the next one, man? Could, next could one, next one. Uh, we'll go on a different, uh, different topic now. Uh, pets that can't communicate. So they don't bark or meow. They just don't say anything. So like, like a fish or a tortoise. Rabbit. Or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, or tortoise. Yes. Okay, but like I don't know. I got pet rats though, and they don't really communicate. But like they'll lick your hands and shit. But are they overrated but, or underrated? No, they're underrated. So like, the they are hundred percent underrated. So pets who can't communicate, so don't like indicate emotions and needs or whatever like a cat and a dog or you could argue a lot of other ones that aren't pets that are in the animal kingdom like probably all primates have mm-hmm. you know they can communicate they can make noises and shit yeah. um you know like a giraffe because now we know what noise it makes what noise do you think a giraffe makes <laughs> <laughs> that's a good version I like that that's good <laughs> okay but anyways so, okay, y'all think they're underrated because you both own them and, like, they are expressed. Like you said, rats like your hand, no trying to oris, your tortoise, he's, uh, who nibble ya or whatever. Exactly. You know. he, just, he, has, he has personality, he knows what the fuck's going on, but he doesn't tell me shit. Like, the only thing he would do is, like, bash his shell up against the glass in his terrarium to let me know that, you know, he's active and he's hungry and mess wants a, wants a bowl of fucking greens. But, like, doesn't, you know, give me a shit. Like, oh, you mate, I need to take a shit, come and bring a paper towel or something. There's no communication. So no, I, he's, he's totally like mm. out okay. there. So I think it's quite easy to look after it kind of like that because then you just notice patterns and then there's no, there's no drama. But he's still, he's still fucking, you know, sniffs the cunt. He knows I'm Papa Bear and we have a nice little time. I like that. I like that. That's cool. That's cool. I, I, I don't know if I go overrated because I don't know if they're necessary. This is the only thing about this specific segment is I don't know if like things are like if, if animals that can't communicate are overrated we've had some kind of mice and birds and crap and those little kids and like you said goldfish and bullshit but I like them like I bangs with a, with a little goldfish thing or whatever the fuck like whatever but I, I love the forest made a noise actually yeah it'd be cool if helpful. they did like if yeah. you could choose because if the cunt got lost to be like oi mate I'm stuck in it like I'm Oy. in the couch or like I'm in the cupboard right just winch me out, you fucking yeah. That'll be helpful because sometimes he gets. I feel like he'd he'd walk around saying, "Do I fucking know you, cunt?" Yeah. Oh my god, if he said that, I'd be like the happiest tortoise dad <laughs> ever be. It's bloody beautiful. Oh. So okay, so I guess we're all saying underrated, uh, think, overrated as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Bang away. What's the point? What's the point, man? <laughs> like. I, I kind of, no, you know, I banged with a towel. Towel's cool. I think, other than the towel, I wouldn't want anything which doesn't bark or, snake. or meow. Snakes don't even have ears, so they can't even hear you. And uh, fish, 
Fish are boring. They don't do anything. What about a piranha that will like if you put your finger in it? No, it's just scary. Uh, what about uh, like a ant farm? Like a big uh, ass fucking wall full of ants. ants. And they do wild oh, shit. They got like a whole society and a they Starbucks. Dig it and, and they, yeah, the Starbucks uh, and they have meetings. They have, they, and then they build, <laughs> con- they build condos. Yeah. Covid test on yeah, exactly. Covid test. You could yeah. be like an ant sucking another ant's dick for some fucking cash behind <laughs> yeah. one of the yeah. buildings. No, no, no. Dark shit's going on. <laughs> dark shit. Are you missing out? Ant kingdom. Right? No, fuck that. The every it's called uh, bad like, habits uh, for a reason. <laughs> I, I can't deal with a pet which doesn't say anything. Uh, other than yeah. tur- I think turtles are cool, man. I think they're so cool, and I'd, I'd have one. But yeah, like, me. No shoes. Uh, yeah, I need to. I'd like to. I'm gonna live till I'm 85. You see, stay up late. Tell ghost stories. Boy, what's your problem, mate? You'll be fucked in the head or something. You'll be fucked in the head or something. Um, sorry. Next one. Love next it. one. Um, Marmite or Vegemite? Vegemite. Oh, hang on. As oh, Vegemite. Which one? Well, Marmite overrated. Wait, they're both underrated. terrible. So what's the... What's wow. Thank you. They're both terrible. Wow. Oh, thank Boo. God. Oh, they are both horrible. Can you, for one second, not be a fuckwit? That's what I think of you, man. That was definitely yeah, a fuckwit for sure. I gave him definitely. a fair shake. I gave him a fair shake. And Did you're talking you? to a man who once ate a goat testicle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. No, that's wow. fair. That's fair. I did. I would tell me you wouldn't. Okay. So you think they're both and shit. And Marmite is like worse than a goat testicle. Mm. I probably funny. could imagine it is worse. Yeah. I could imagine it's worse. Yeah. Marmite is horrendous. To be fair, I don't know if I, I think I told you this. Goes, oh. I get Vegemite from the Aussie pie shop here. And one time they were out and I was out of Vegemite. So I got Promite. Because she said you it was close. Because she said it was closer to Vegemite than Marmite was, and it was so fucking bad. Like I can't even <laughs> express how dope Vegemite is. Like Vegemite is like fucking money, but I can also understand if people uh, don't like it because we grew up with it from literally as children. We, so I grew true. up with it as well. I grew up with Marmite and Vegemite. And it was horrible. I, I just left it in the cupboard for Brad and Mum and whoever else ate it. It was Damn. horrible. It was it was nasty, man. I could never deal with that shit. At least I know my veggie might stay for around you. Yeah, well, I might. I haven't had it in years, so I might try some. But no, like, no, no. You, you, you don't like it. You know. Yeah, I know I don't like it. That's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dollar a, a knife. It's a dollar a knife swipe. Yeah, right. Uh, so, you might as well just throw it down the drain. Terrible. Wow. Trash. You know what the like wow. North American wow. equivalent of that would be? It's like awesome. mayonnaise. You think like, so? I can't do mayonnaise. No. Like that shit is just. I love like straight I up mayonnaise on toast, like oh no, oh, on yeah, toast. Yeah. If people do on toast. Oh no, 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 no. It's a condiment for other things. It's yeah. a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. It's not a lead. Yeah, yeah. and I guess Marmite's kind of like a solo act, so that's maybe not the best. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I do? No, it goes on top of butter. You put butter on top of your toast, and then some Vegemite. Yeah, I just you can't raw dog your Vegemite. Vegemite. <laughs> 
That's a good episode name. I was going to call it Tour Support, but no, it's Raw Dog Vegemite. You absolutely can't spread the word. Vegemite is the fucking solo act if the solo act is fucking 6 9. Wow! 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 He's fat as eh? He's a little he's a little fat. Will he eat you alive? Like the New York ones, or is he chill? No, he won't eat you, mate. Um, he's just chilling. I don't think he'll eat me. Would he eat me? Alright, Frank, go play. Sorry about that. How many rats you got? <laughs> That's I got dope. four now, man. Four are they are they rooting like rats? Get it? They are they rooting <laughs> like rats? They, in Australia, if you have a lot of sex with a lot of chicks, you're a root rat. <laughs> oh yeah, that's wow. not, that didn't cross over here. No, it did not. <laughs> <Root just means. laughs> anyway, I guess I'm saying, is he fucking like rats? And I guess they are. Uh, right. I honestly don't think I've heard that, dude. That sounds like he's pulling my leg there. It sounds like For slut. what? Slut. What? Yeah. Root rat, I swear. You've never heard... D- bro, someone said it to me the other day. That's wow. how I remembered it. And I fucking died. I fucking don't know if I heard that. That's oh my ridiculous. God. I love it. I don't know if I love it, but I'm, like, I'm here for it now. Oh, it's now that I'm processing, it's like I'm accepting that it's in the list of things that you could call a cunt. Yeah. So, and, it's, and, it's, and it's a positive Thanks thing. for expanding my vocab, I guess. Well, fucking hell. Right. Go back when I was like a root Just, rat in fucking high school, mate. You should have seen me. I was fucking Root mate. rat. Oh, oh back in me root rat years. Just yeah. Fucking- there you go. Yeah. Root rat Way to just make that just sound ugly, though. Like, damn, I'm a root rat. <laughs> and during me root rat, rat stage, I fucking used to. Come on, buddy. Used to bag your that dirt bags of blood. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, what's the next one? Next one. Next one. OG gangster rap genre. Overrated, underrated. So we're talking like NWA. NWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that West Coast MC shit. Ren, like, all of them. Okay, late 80s, mm, early 90s. Yeah. Yo, honestly. Here we go. Wait. Hot take, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. No, not really. I was going to oh. say that that shit changes depending on what age you are. Ooh. Okay. Good point. Go on. Interesting. At the like, time. I, go, continue. Continue the thought. Like, when I was a kid and didn't know the full scope of hip-hop, I was like... Man, this is fucking, you know, overrated. I mean, they're not even doing multi-syllable. Then, like, you know, you listen to all the hip-hop, and you're like, oh, okay, I get when this came out and what they were doing and why this was dope. And you'll, like, smoke weed and go back to that time and listen to it in that context, and then you'll be like, oh, okay, I fucking get it. This is, this is dope as shit. Yeah, I think there's always something to be said about being there when things happen, there's a lot of artists that I just wasn't listening to when they came out and I can't, it's like difficult to appreciate them, but Notion and I were getting, like, that was what got us into it. So it was like 91, 92 probably when we got into it and yeah. it was through uh, Snoop and Dre. So Snoop was 93, but like in the lead up to that, there was the chronic stuff. 
Um, and then we got into NWA afterwards, and it was probably only five years old at the time, like straight out of Compton, and it was like, yo, we were just bugging, just loving it. So all the West Coast stuff was really all we listened to. I always thought East Coast rap was boring, to be honest, in those first year or two, because it was just, they, they didn't have that, like there was just so many more musical elements to the West Coast, sort of, even the gangster rap, I mean, maybe not so much mm. NWA, the beats were pretty rudimentary, but the, the real, like when Snoop and Dre P-Funk kind of shit came, like that was yeah. that was a whole other thing. It was, it was pretty fucking crazy. So, like, I feel like the only other on the flip side, because we were there, we know it was there and it was difficult. I don't know if y'all can really relate. But being in Australia in the suburbs in the early nineties, as white kids listening to gangster rap, we there wasn't very many of us. <laughs> let's put it that way. So we we were proud of it and we bumped it. Obviously, you're a kid. Your identity stems around your music, and then you dress like it and talk like it. Blah blah blah. And we got a lot of shit for it, and people never liked it. We used to always make fun of us, and blah, blah, blah. And then probably around the time All Eyes On Me came out, then everyone's on the dick and asking me about it. And I'm sure it happened to Nosh as well. And, like, I always found that really frustrating because all the albums that I enjoyed, then all of a sudden these fucking jump-on try-hard wankers come and they start playing it to the point where I couldn't listen to Tupac for years, Year, like a decade plus. It just made me sick. I just wanted to just turn him off. I couldn't hear his voice because people ruined it so much. Like, it didn't matter where Damn. I went. Every single car I got into, because we were in the suburbs, everyone had a car. Like, every car I got into, yeah. people were playing all lives with me. Every house party was like fucking played. And, like, that's all you did back in the day. And it was very frustrating. So I found I found that those idiots ruined a lot of stuff, even up until, like, the Dre Chronic 2001 stuff as well got ruined pretty heavily by the whites, let's, let's say. And uh, The whites are responsible for ruining a lot. They truly are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you know so I don't know over I probably went on a little long there but I still I would still say overall like I think they're probably adequately rated but if you had to call it I'd say under because I think sometimes like you said I think the world's underrated but it depends how old you are you have to mm-hmm. know the, the history context mm-hmm. did you answer Nosh? yeah I agree underrated um, yeah, they're part of the you know foundation pillars of hip-hop and they uh, paved the way for what gangster and street rap is today so mm. you have to give uh, respect to the triple OGs mm-hmm. big facts no I agree I think yeah. extremely underrated I don't I don't know anyone my age who listens to like late 80s rap like me like I love one of my favorite artists all time is Easy and like I know I don't think I have any friends even close friends who all listen to hip-hop who would listen to Easy or can name probably five tracks on Easy. Mm-hmm. So like I think, like especially my my age group, like I think it's extremely underrated. And it's it's, it's, like, it's like one of my favorite genres. I love everything, the whole NWA discography. I love it all. So that shit like that, extremely underrated. Love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, good question. The last one was. I relate more to that one because like, I like I relate more to that, like, perspective just because. Craig, you're talking about like everyone ruining Tupac, and I'm like, yo, no one was ever into the same music I was into, kind of thing. Like the same thing with me. Like my age group wasn't listening to like Tribe Called Quest. Everyone was listening to like Drake and Lil Wayne, kind of right. thing. Uh, <laughs> and here I was like, oh, but no, 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 no. I'm listening to Quality and Most Deaf and Common, and you know, like and going backwards and shit. So like, discovering like, it, after it it's weird yeah. to think like, what would it be like? if everyone hopped on the dick all of a sudden and listened to the thing I was listening to, I'd probably hate it too. Probably be like, oh. 
And it was not even just the fact that they were listening to it because there's something about if you discover something like rap music or whatever, mm. it feels like it's your little secret thing. It's like, hey, it's ours. And whenever we met another head who really understood it, you connected with them immediately. But otherwise, if anyone else tried it, I'll just sort of like, oh, you won't get it, don't worry. This is my thing. This is our thing. This is just me. This is what we do. So all of a sudden, everyone is listening to the things that we held close. And not only did we hold it close, we got shit. Like, I had to bring a knife to school one time because I was like, a dude tried to fight me because I had a... a I wore my more baggy clothes. That wasn't cool. I wore like the rat. You know, I went to a show and I'd buy the t-shirt, the Fuji's t-shirts or whatever the fuck. And cunts would try and fight me over. And I was a little pussy hole. I would not fight her. Like, uh, like, you know, so when, when that happens, of hey, course you're going to get a little protective. Hey, hey. I was like, hey, you're wearing baggy clothes. Yeah. Hey, we can't see the outline of his dick. <laughs> hey, get him. It's basically like Jimbo and the Simpsons. <clears throat> Yeah, um, yeah. that's what as fuck. But yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I like that you. I like that about both you guys, like Dan and Maya, that you went back like further. The fact that you're 23 and you know lyrics to Easy mm-hmm. and NWA shit, and I hear you play it all the time. Like that's cool because you had to. You know, you were born 10 years after that shit came out. Yeah. So you had to go back and find that. And the same thing with you, Maya. If you're going back and discovering all the like quality rockish shit and stuff back in the day when everyone's listening to the more poppiest shit. Even when I discovered Wayne, no one was listening to Wayne. Like. I got. I was a music journalist. I got sent 500 degrees. I'm like, here we go. In 2003, I was like one of the three main rap to R&B music journalists in Australia, and um, so I got everything usually sent to me, and fucking, I was like, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. And then Carter One came out two years later, and I was like, ready for a Wayne fan, but comes not really fucking with him like that. At least down there. So it was. It's you know, I was annoyed when Wayne blew up because I was listening to Wayne before any motherfucker was type of shit but it's, you know I don't know if that happens as much these days I think mm-hmm. people are just like whatever back in the day when it felt like a rare thing you know? yeah um, I don't think you could be salty about that kind of stuff anymore no nah, I don't think you could I, I don't feel that way I want everyone to be on it because I want them to do well I want them to be financially stable in their music so they can continue to make music type of thing right don't yeah. hoard your favorite artist you freaking sociopath share it bro tell cons. don't be like you know don't be like <laughs> us Actually, join my share. Patreon. <laughs> Get your friends to join my Patreon. Get your relatives to join my Patreon. Get your dentist to join my Patreon. That's a good plug right there. Uh, do we have any more? Or that's it. One more. One more. All right, one more. Final one. Right, two hours. So it's a good time. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I've got like four animated comedies and just quick fire overrated, underrated. Oh, I like that. I like that. Because mm. I'm not too sure if you've all seen all of them. Okay, I guess if we haven't seen it, we'd be like, just to say you haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. Simpsons. Uh, underrated. Oh, yeah, yeah underrated. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, I loved Simpsons when I was growing up, but I, I just don't think anyone watches it anymore. I feel like it's still growing up. Do, do you think, if you think of what underrated means, do people appreciate the legacy of what that show did? Yeah. It's the longest running animated yeah. show of all time. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. But then I think the episodes now are... If, oh, you're not, still, I wouldn't watch it now. if you're still watching now, then I'd definitely say it's overrated. Okay. But like for what it's done for oh, everything, yeah. it pioneered the whole animated comedy thing. Yes. So I think I can still say it's overrated because the fact it's still going on and the episodes now are not going to be as good as the ones before. Right. That's the only reason I'd say overrated. Okay. Fair. Okay. Family Guy. Under. Classic. Over. 
over as fuck. It's mm. not. It's not funny. It's just. It's just shit. Yeah, huh? yeah man. No, shit. you agree? They what got their think? moments. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. I was gonna say it has moments of uh, overrated because it's like the lengths they go to to be crude and off the scale is a, a little like boring sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I love a good fucking ridiculous joke, but then sometimes it's like, what the fuck, bro? And sometimes I'm like. I don't know if I'm not high enough or too high, and the jokes are just like, uh, just, they miss a lot. So I, I guess yeah. like 51% overrated, like just a little bit. You know what I mean? No, I you know just what? Jump on that. I imagine that. I think that's actually a very reasonable. I, I agree with you all, actually. I was just the first one to say it. I understand. It's okay. I'll, I'll do the next one first. Okay. Future Armor. <laughs> Underrated as far because no, it's one of the best ones I've ever seen. It's better than Simpsons, hands down. Okay, what mm. it's, it is. It's completely genius. It's one of the smartest shows I've ever seen. It's, it's hilarious. It well. is, especially when you listen to it with commentary on. Oh, but wow. man, some of the writing in the later seasons, or more particularly the movies, is just like really mm. bad. Mm-hmm. There's like some scenes where it's like just for no reason they like crash into the sun and yeah, then they drive yeah, right yeah, out yeah. of it and I'm just like uh like it's like such a low hanging fruit that you're like okay whose nephew like yeah, came into the I, fucking writing room that day and like, you're right you're mm-hmm. right but other than those kid random movies and shit I think the series is it's it, itself is genius it's, it's it doesn't get the credit that it deserves because I feel like Simpsons gets all the credit whereas this came out at the same time but people just didn't appreciate it as much because it was, it's just more of a timely thing. It was really, I think it was released at the wrong time. Mm. I think it was, if that, if, if, if Futurama was released in 2020, that would be as big as Rick and Morty. Like, it would be yeah. that big. Yeah, 100%. I agree. It, it is like, now it's peak sci-fi era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true, true. So I say under it. Under? Maya saying under. No. Same. Same. I'll say over just to be contrarian, but also because I've barely seen it and people lose their shit over it. So I can only say uh, from what I've seen, it didn't mm-hmm. make me want to continue watching it. So therefore, I by default, I but I'm willing to have my mind changed. I get you. I get you. Uh, Craig saying South Park pointed out best with Cartoon Wars. I actually don't recall that specifically. <laughs> it's one of the episodes where they bring uh, Is it when they go to the guy. other land? And they they have that- Family Guy in it as well. Yeah. And uh, oh, Bart, yeah. Bart Simpson's in it, I think. They have a bunch of okay. other... Is that the one where they go to Imagination Land or whatever? And he's I like, think no, no, so no, that's the one. No, Suck my balls, balls. Cap. Yeah. Suck my balls. Ooh. I don't, they might be separate. I'm not too sure. Cat, you gave him one of those speeches, Cat, didn't you? <laughs> and I, I used to be good, man. I smoke too much weed now. My voice yeah. is like three octaves lower. <laughs> What's next? Uh, final one, American Dad. Over. Over as fuck. It's... it's Mm-hmm. It's worse than Paradox. It's shit. It's, <laughs> it's so shit. It's plagiarism it gets old of quick. plagiarism. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> derivative yeah. of derivative. It yeah. sucks ass. I think everyone's too much of a copy it. from uh, everything else, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. a super well written show. Sure. Not at all. Um, I would like to add a final one just for me now since Craig brought it up South Park. Oh. I think it's the I'm going to say I'm brought up because it's I think it's perfection it's probably yeah. the, it's the great I think it's the greatest yeah. animated show of all time and it's underrated I don't think either as appreciated as they should be I wish they would Thanks. produce more they just it's just so timely how do you do this within a couple of days after things happening and we got episodes about it it's yeah. just it's incredible They're I just, think 
under as well because mm-hmm. I feel like The Simpsons just takes all the glory. But then this is a hundred times mm. better, and it's been around for just as long. Yeah, it's only a few years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I think underrated. I think it's yes, yeah, it's, it's got to. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah, like, it's not as, as good. Boys. Yeah, I gotta I I gotta say under as well. I mean, they had a couple bad seasons, but I'm sure they're just burnt out. That's mm-hmm. true. But then they got it back. And I love their pandemic shit. That yeah, shit. Oh, my like, God. I haven't even seen this. Almost therapeutic. You haven't yeah. seen it? Yo, okay, you need to watch that. Because it, it, like, literally, it put, like, a smile on my face in the way that was like, yo, I ain't laughed like this since the <laughs> pandemic started. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's legit. It's genius. It's funny. It's funny. Uh, what do you reckon, Dish? Um, Oh, I reckon it's the best. There you go. All right, so we're all aligned that it's the like, go, the go yeah. to. Okay, yeah, okay. So if you could say anything else, come on. You can't have like a top five without South Africa in one. It's it's top two. And it not has two. to be top two. Yeah, top two, two, but not two. Yeah, not two. Hundred percent. Um. So with that said, that's basically it. We said the two hours. We yeah. You know, always the interviews are always like great. So we just I don't want to like cut them short for the sake of keeping the episodes around the hour and a half mark. So. Um, this was super dope, Maya, man. Thanks for hanging out. Finally, um, I know, like, should have done it a long time ago to yeah. 57 episodes. Appreciate you. Congrats no. again. Um, man, Bless like, you thank you so much for having me. I'm just, like, super stoked to be on board, you know, and it's a, it's an honor to be part of the show. And, uh, man, it's great to meet you as well. Um, it's been a pleasure. And just, like... Yeah, man, this is like this was a blast. I wish I wasn't so like, you know, operating on like one brain cell up here. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long good. day, so you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little lobotomized in the front. Um, but, you know, this was like mad fun, and uh, thank y'all for having me so much. Man. Appreciate it. Let's get the that. thumbnail. Come back soon. Oh no, we will. I'm gonna tell you. Um, if we're gonna do a whole series. I'm gonna do a podcast series for Relentless. That's like a, with everyone involved and, and really go deep pause with everybody and everyone gets an episode when the album comes. <laughs> so um we're gonna do the um uh thumbnail my ass so you want to look pretty at the at the screen real quick and oh, we'll take shit. the screenshot oh, yelling jazz hands. right here okay ready <laughs> jazz hands oh that's gorgeous that's stunning um my awaken everyone obviously they can find tour support uh your new project with uh bony washington everywhere all dsps wherever good music is streamed and sold um where can everyone find you online on social and web and all that good stuff so it's just at meyer clarity everywhere m-y-e-r clarity c-l-a-r-i-t-y um except for on twitter because i was too spicy with my first account so now it's that meyer clarity um <laughs> But yeah, check it out, you know. Um, or you can even just go to MeyerClarity.com uh, and become a patron where you can pretty much support me for the price of a coffee a month if you want me to make dope music faster, which I will with more money. There you go. <laughs> I love that. As uh, amazing. Nosh, where can I find you? <clears throat> Mate, at Notion Baby on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, at Illnote Studios on Instagram and Facebook, illnotestudios.com. Holler at your motherfucking boy. Dan? Uh, I, Dan Johnson, on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, Twitch. I uh, stream Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. HDF, GXMRNG, hit me up there. What about you? 
You can get me CWFOR on Instagram and Twitter. Um, everyone, thank you for watching and listening. Appreciate y'all. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up and hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us everywhere at The Movement Fam. We go live every Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, we'll be back next week. Maya, once again, thank you for uh, hanging. Stick around because we'll, we'll wrap up after on the, uh, on the call here. I'm going to play us out with some rap songs produced Catch by Notion. Can. Boom, boom. Catch a cow, catch a cow, catch a cow. Whoa, catch a cow, catch a cow, catch a cow, catch a cow. Sonic is a match. Sonic is a mad 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 Oh, that's